My name is Isla Shikorsky. Oh, I am the Mackie Mouse. We are rewatching every single episode of ABC's hit TV show from 11 years ago, Once Upon a Time. And we also sprinkle in a bunch of other shenanigans. <laughs> we, are, we are sufficiently off the rails today, by the way, in case you couldn't tell by the chaotic intro. Uh there's nothing to celebrate. I just felt like amping it up today. Yeah, <laughs> he's not? abusing the soundboard. <laughs> I can do what I want. Um, all right. So uh, I guess we could. There is a little kind of something to celebrate. So uh, I'm going on vacation. Oh, I'm yes. Really, I, that's, I'm very excited about that. So this episode will actually air at the when you when you listen to this. Uh, it'll be Monday, the whatever, third something like that um i want you to raise a toast to the groom just kidding that was a hamilton joke don't freak out uh <laughs> i want you to raise a toast because i will be uh in the caribbean somewhere that's at the time you were listening to this i'll be floating around in the water on a big disney ship um so i i don't know i felt like i felt like celebrate introing this yes time. just because the energy felt right and we we had a false start. Oh my gosh! And Isla jumped in. You know what else this week is when this episode airs? What is this week when this episode airs? The birth of Harper Jane. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that was a lot of fanfare for Harper Jane. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you will not be hearing her during this episode. She is asleep at the time of recording. Uh, but yeah, she turns four next Wednesday. Uh, we love a good Harper Jane birthday or celebration of any kind. So the so it turns out, turns out it was effect, appropriate, very appropriate for multiple reasons. So yay for me! So oh, how are you doing? Besides getting ready for vacation, uh, uh, my mental health has hit such a low that we've circled back around to like loopy, sleepy giggles. That's where we are now. Okay, we're digging a <laughs> hole. Good. You know what All I mean? right. We we la- we laugh so we don't cry. That's where we we're are. living. We're um, laughing. We're loving. We are doing at least some of those things. So, uh, I desperately need to unplug and unwind, and you know, let go of some of the juju. We gotta like you know start again, recharge, refresh, come back. It's you know, rejuvenated. Hopefully. Yes. Oh, I wish I. Why don't we have that on the soundboard? I don't know. But That's more importantly, we should have. What about us? What about <laughs> everything we've been through? What about trust? Can I just record you doing that? You know, I know. I'm at the Thanks for at least being accurate to the movie. What the the mumbles. I gotta go. Oh man. Finn. And scene. Um actually speaking of recording Isla doing that, uh we do have a the debut of a new sound effect. 
uh, actually recorded by our very own Isla. Uh, and it is a, an exclamatory sound effect. I'll let you make your judgment on whether you like it or not. That was cinema, baby. That was good. <laughs> Which makes me laugh every time I hear it. That was a couple episodes ago when we were just real. We were just really feeling the episode, and she just came out with that right as soon as those credits hit. She did that, and I was uh, I was so taken aback that I decided. I'm to turn gonna it into submit effect. that for an audition tape or something. I'm gonna be like <laughs> Netflix. Hear me out. It's a good idea. That's a good idea. We also have one other new one that we're gonna. No, I, that has I, to be I, saved. Oh boy. Okay. No. Good. Executive producer decided we're going to change change the script there. Okay. Well. Okay. Jump ahead for a couple seconds. The character backstory on this episode is Snow White and Prince Charming. So take that information and do it what you will. We have a new sound effect. We do have a new sound effect. Hopefully, we'll be able to debut it this episode. We'll I have, have a feeling. We will. I got a good feeling. <laughs> got <it>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's gonna be one of those episodes this is great um sharing and caring debuted last uh last show yeah what's your sharing and caring for today i made chicken parm for dinner oh and yes. it was yes phenomenal. yes excellent what, what talk talk to me about the recipe oh my gosh okay so recipe is, it, is really it? nothing fancy some regular 99 cent penne pasta from trader joe's and then i use the autumnal harvest sauce from trader joe's <laughs> Along with some mozzarella and with my chicken, I used the ranch seasoning from Trader Joe's. Mm, like the powder? Yeah. Oh, yes. Thai Excellent baked choice. It. Excellent choice. And it was Very fab. nice. Fabulous. And then I buttered some Hawaiian rolls and air fried those for the side and it was bomb as hell. One of my... Uh, friends back home, well, not actually back home in Virginia, actually, um, would do either chicken parm, but chicken cutlet in general, and then whatever you after with yeah, yeah. whatever, would bake it, would like partially fry, and then bake it in the oven in aluminum foil with the oil from the chicken that's just coming off. Yeah. And then um, like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Bless you. That's going to happen a lot. I got allergies today. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, And put lemon all over it. Put the lemon rind, I think, what, fried the lemon on the pan, mm-hmm. then put the fried lemon in the aluminum foil, wrap yep. the whole thing. And so it bakes itself with the lemon juice and all that stuff. And then the cutlet, you can either make parm or make it with Italian or, you know. Whatever. Whatever, whatever you want. Um, that's that reminded me of. That was, uh, that's, that's fantastic. Mine is also food related. Oh, good. And it is the realization that frozen ice cream lasts forever. I've had a pint of Ben and Jerry's fish food, my favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor, if you're keeping score. Uh, It's, in case you don't know, chocolate ice cream base with marshmallow in it, like melted, Mm -hmm. like marshmallow, like gaps, right? And it has uh, caramel swirls in the ice cream. And then there's fudge, like fish, little chocolate chips in there. There's like chips shaped like fish. Uh, I don't even remember when I bought this, <laughs> but I opened it up. Not freezer burned at all. Oh, I will push off any freezer burn and just continue to eat the ice cream. I See, do not give a fuck. I, I will too. I will too. But there wasn't any. You can't tell me like, that ice cream is going to go bad. Thank you. In a freezer? In a freezer? This, Are you kidding me? What People is going to survive in, in there from the 80s? Like, we're good. Thank you. So when I, oh, I opened this thing up and I was like, oh, I forgot this was in here. I was just like this wave of joy. Oh, and wow. I, was like, mm. I stood in the middle of the kitchen and did my mm-hmm. happy dance with my spoon and just dug into this pint. And it was fantastic. 
I, th- I find that some of my favorite sharing carrings are all food related. Mine is 90% of the time food related. <laughs> it's got to be at least some of the time. I got to find. Well, okay, here. I'll give you an auxiliary sharing carrying, which was the. I don't know if it was a record, but at least for my eyeballs and my imagination, it was a record. Uh, what was it? Two days ago? Today's Monday, uh, Sunday, Saturday. A Saturday. Strongest double rainbow I've ever seen in Florida in my entire life. Ever. Oh. Super, super dark rain clouds, but didn't actually horrendously storm on us. It was kind of storming around us. Mm-hmm. So that's usually when you get the best rainbows, when the storms are kind of like miles away, mm-hmm. don't hit you, but they're really strong out there. <clears throat> and if, you, if you've gone on Facebook uh, and seen, so we had the Special Olympics, this uh, opening ceremonies this past weekend at Disney. Uh, it was at the soccer, our soccer stadium in Orlando, the Exploria um, Stadium. Um, and I was working on various pieces of Special Olympics. And Saturday was a rehearsal before Sunday was the telecast on TV. And Saturday was when all this rain stuff was going on. And so I wasn't with them on Saturday. I was with them on other days. I was doing like a music gig or something. And I saw it. And all these Facebook pictures came up because the whole branding of Special Olympics is like rainbow colors and mm-hmm. the hashtag shine as one. That's their like thing this year, their tagline. Oh, yeah. So there was all these pictures from the people who are working and people who were there for the rehearsal taking a picture of the double rainbow behind the big jumbotron with the logo on it that said shine as one. Oh, my gosh. And they were all like, this is such a beautiful omen and such an amazing you know start to what the opening ceremony is going to be tomorrow and this big symbolic thing. So that's my auxiliary one was double rainbows in florida but this one specifically yeah. was like amazing anyway boing oh yeah this one bing bong i made the sound effect with my mouth but it's in the soundboard um so yeah oh uh my story i i was started to tell a story before recording and decided to save it <laughs> this is so dumb save it for the show i wanted to share <clears throat> uh, a slight new addiction that i have this is going to be the lamest thing ever. So you know how Top Gun came out the like last week or a couple weeks yes. ago? Yes. New Top Gun movie. I haven't seen it yet. I want to. Um, love the original Top Gun. Like really, really love it. I love um, Miles Teller. So that is why I would like to go see Top Gun. That's fair. Were you like a big Divergent? What was your first Miles Teller movie? Divergent. Divergent. Okay. Me too. Because fantastic. And, and I plays have a lot loved him since then. He's really good, to be honest with you. Um, and the character that he's playing, without saying spoilers, I mean, if you haven't seen the trailer, because it's in the trailer. Oh, but, Rooster? Uh, yeah. Dead. De- but, like, his backstory. I'm like, that is so good. Like, it's fantastic. Have you seen, um, like, Teller Talk? Like, how everybody's no. thirsting over Miles Teller now? Because he oh, looks yes. like an absolute daddy in Top Gun. His yes. wife is on TikTok. Her name is Kaylee. And oh, she is eating this shit up. She is posting. Oh, nice. like I love it. Like montage videos of him, and she's like, "We are all Team Rooster here." Like she's just like so like supportive of it. And I'm like, I love that. This she is a girl's girl. Like she could have been that. so like mad and been like, you know, like this is blah, 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 blah. like you guys yeah, are yeah, disgusting. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. married, blah blah blah. But she's like uh-huh. making, she's contributing and like making a good joke about it. And I'm like, wow, God, I, I fucking that. love you, bitch. Like you are so. You cool. gotta love somebody who leans into the joke. That's a real. That would be real- me. I'd be like, look at me. I mean, I do do that. I'm like, look at my hot husband. You cannot have him, but we can all enjoy him together. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Um, all right. So my obsession with Top Gun, right? Love this movie. The original came out, I think, the year I was – no, it had to come up before I was born. Anyway, it's from the 80s. Very famously from the it, – it is made of the 80s. Yes. Like literally this – like this – oh, I very forgot the name of it. Well, Danger Zone, but the other song, the ballad. God, my brain right now. Anyway. 
famous ballad came from this this movie. Okay. Um, so, so I, of course, as I do, as you all know, I get obsessive about watching stuff and then going and watching YouTube videos yep. and whatever. Of course, I go down a rabbit hole on YouTube, ex-fighter pilots talking about breaking down the trailer and how things work in real life and blah, blah, blah. And so the fucking internet algorithms are picking up on the fact that I'm now watching these videos. So TikTok decides that my For You page is going to be filled. And I mean filled. Not even just TikTok. TikTok and Instagram and Facebook all did this at the same time. Tell me they're not listening. I don't want to hear it. Um, with <laughs> flight deck videos, oh, there are yeah. several, several uh, accounts that, uh, to the tune of flight deck life yeah. of the guys who shoot planes off of aircraft carriers, those flight deck people. And it's them like doing the motions of all the stuff you have to do the prep and they they got permission to like take videos of the stuff that the procedures and stuff right yeah. like how to do it um and it's all different positions doing it and they're they're describing what it is so in short the big thing is that you know the end part of it is the most exciting part when they actually shoot it off is all these procedures beforehand and the the big things they have to do are hook this big line the metal line connected to the plane to a hook that's in the the floor of the carrier so they say you hook it and then you put pressure on it. So the, the plane literally moves forward, falls into a slot, and then the spring catches onto the hook. Mm -hmm. And then they all have to run away. They have to – and then there's like six people around. They're all giving each other thumbs up. And then there's one guy who I, – I, Leo's going to tell me who it is. I know, I know he's going to know somehow before I look it up on this – is, this is not Air Force, by the way. This is Navy, naval pilots, which is a different thing altogether, right? <laughs> and this guy is in control of the plane. He says, I have control with some gestures, right? To the pilot and to everybody around. He's the one in charge. And this is what he does. He tells them to, I'm doing two fingers. You wag them side to side, right? And that is to throttle up the plane. So, so the pilot starts to throttle up the engine. Yep. When the engine's at full power, and this is the part you see on Top Gun, the pilot will turn to that guy on the deck and salute him, which tells everybody on the deck that the pilot is ready. Then the guy on the deck will salute back and they'll do one last check to clear everything. And he gets down on one knee and yeets the plane off the top. He thumbs up and the plane shoots off. So I was walking around Target just now with Taryn because I was just broken in half from like my work week and getting ready for vacation. And the whole I explained the story to her and the whole time she's in the cart and I'm wagging my fingers and I'm like, throttle up, babe, throttle up. You got to throttle up. OK, now you have to salute after this. So I'm going to keep doing it. You got to oh salute. And, she was salute and I'm saluting her back and I'm like, I'm broken. I'm just I've had it with life. Need a break. I'm completely checked out. So Top Gun has now ruined my algorithm. It's actually really cool. If you, if you want a fun look, since we do talk about some military style stuff on this show, um, Flight Deck Life or That Flight Deck Life, something like that. These guys are really funny. Sometimes they dance for no reason. <laughs> they're like, they do like these choreographed moves while they're doing it. They actually, for something as aggressive as like we're shooting these planes off the top of a ship so that they can go blow shit up, they do have like a good time. It's really weird to me. Yeah. How like, you know, like you forget that like, oh, this, this is, these are instruments of war, <laughs> but they're like having a party. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, wild. It's, yeah. I guess it's, it's a really mindset. I mean, the Navy specifically is like the worst quality of life because you're like out in the water. There's like a hundred ways you can die at any given moment really horrifically. So I get it. Mental health wise. They just, that was my you know, dad living underwater for three months at a time. Was your dad Navy? Oh, yeah. My dad was on subs. I thought he was Marines. No. I was Marines. Navy. 
He was a sub naval officer? That's some hardcore shit. Lived man. underwater for like three to six months at a time. Oh, I could never do that. I literally am so claustrophobic. We go to Battleship Cove like every single year. You gotta go. I used to go to the. Subs. If you're. Uh, I need to know if Leo's gone here. He has to have. When I lived in New York, every single uh, fall, we would go to the Intrepid battleship museum which is a famous tourist spot now in new york on the west side of manhattan uh it's a retired battleship that's there all year it's, yeah it's that's battleship like, not, not it's a whole battleship that you yeah. can just tour it's pretty cool oh, it's so see that's the kind of stuff we don't have in florida because it wasn't part of the like kind of war history of our no of you our can go down country. to pensacola that's true that's they true. have a naval school my dad did school down there oh really yeah is it like a place you can visit I mean, like I'm sure a, they have, like, things around. Like, as a civilian? Like, yeah. uh, the Groton Naval Base up here, they have the Nautilus um, that you can oh, go to. Really? It's in dry That's dock cool. right now. My dad tried to take Harper this weekend, actually. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> my dad is so <laughs> into this <laughs> shit. He's so excited he has a new kid to tell all of these stories, too. Oh, my God. That's, we've, that we've heard them 12 times now. So, like, now Harper's fresh meat. So, he's like, Harper, you want uh, yes. to go to the submarine museum? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, have a great time. We Bye. did it. We did it all the time. And then the last time we, so my, my uncle, the youngest of my dad's brothers is still, uh, he's a military police for the Marines. Mm -hmm. He's, he's lasted the longest. Everybody else is out. Um, and the last time we did it, and I say last time because we brought my dad who wore his Semper Fi hat and he, oh man, he started going up to all of the, (laughs) the like ensigns and stuff and started like talking to them about stuff and being like oh "Oh, yeah you're serving your country and blah 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 and saluting people and my uncle mortified yeah (laughs) is like listen you gotta calm down you gotta stop doing this shit okay like i am in uniform stop it you're embarrassing me right now yeah (laughs) you're literally walking up to like 20 year olds and be like good good form good sir you're you do saluting everybody like you gotta stop doing this you're like my dad will stop any if they're like wearing a veteran hat because my dad wears his navy hat all the time um, that says like whatever veteran, whatever fucking thing. Um, that was not in any disrespect. I just don't know what it's called. Um, he'll like go, he'll be like, oh yeah, da, 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 da. and if I meet somebody oh, or know regiment? somebody <laughs> your squad who, um, like was in the navy, like I saw this guy on diners, drivings, and dives the other day where he was owned a restaurant and he was like oh yeah i was you know on subs in 70 this to 70 that and i immediately texted my dad and i was like yo does john from so-and-so wherever sound familiar Don't tell to me you he knew this guy no he was he called me and he was like oh yeah john i'm like no fucking my dad <laughs> <laughs> what a great he was like you Isla, awesome. you gave me one of the most generic names on the planet and then asked me if i knew him I'm like, oh yeah john well, I I kept trying to memorize my dad's regiment in the Marines, and I could never remember it. It was a four or something, four thirteen, I want to say. See, my like dad that. never cared about stuff like that. So he just cool. always wanted to know where you were stationed and where you went because he went to like twenty seven countries or something ridiculous. Yep. And he has the yep. jacket with all of them on his back. He lived in yep. Italy for a while. Um, he got to go yeah, to like all was, these cool uh, places. He would just take his leave and travel. So he'll always be like, "What'd you do?" Blah blah blah. And he gets so mad at those people that like just go in and never leave the states like they like yeah, you know station yeah. themselves in virginia and he's like you gotta you do fucking, it man you don't fucking you see the out. world you don't see yeah. the world it's a free ticket around the world like, <laughs> man gen did our generation like our like our parents generation is just so the same yeah it's like a like think about our current generation how different everything is across the board and how like our parents generation was so unilaterally similar like right? everywhere in, especially in the states uh anyway 
So you came for Once Upon a Time, but you stayed for the witty for the banter. family history the lesson. 30-minute military... <laughs> <laughs> the military uh, combat report for <laughs> our two military children. And now we get to talk about you. Parents. Hey, you did it! I'm so proud of you. Yay! Nice job. I'm carrying the show on my fucking back right now. You really are. I'm fired. I should just go. I should. I'm just gonna put my headphones <laughs> away. No, I need you to hit the buttons. <laughs> oh, that's true. I'll hit the buttons, true. That's it. Uh, that was the sound of our Storybrook Daily Mirror newsboys who are handing out the uh, extra, extra. Read all about it. Storybrook Daily Mirror newspapers. Um, and there are many ways that you, yes, you, listening to this show right now, can submit to next week's or a future week's Storybrook Daily Mirror section, which is the segment, as Isla said, dedicated to you. So she will tell you all the ways that you can contribute to this, our favorite segment of Storybrook Circus. Take it away. So I have a question for you listening right now. You, have you left us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts yet? Because if you haven't, I would really appreciate it if you would like just scroll down a little bit and like hit that little button that says five stars and write something nice about us. And then we can read it out loud on the pod. If you sent us an email, the sbcpod at gmail.com, we would get to read it on the air and share your thoughts and feelings and either agree or strongly disagree with you. If you (laughs) called us, you could do that. where we would get to play that voicemail on the air, 207-536-8512. That phone number, you can also text if you are not comfortable calling, totally get it. Phone phobia, not our friend. We have an Instagram, the SBC pod. We have a Discord where if you are feeling like you don't just want to talk to Mackie and Isla, you can get on to our Discord and talk with 70-something other brookies who are obsessed with Once Upon a Time and obsessed <laughs> <laughs> The once upon. <laughs> That's the funniest shorthand. I need to stop ever. shortening things. What the frick? Oh, that was a good one. That got me good. I don't even know what I was saying. It's like marzipan, but it's a once upon. <laughs> uh, oh, so yeah, join crunchy. the Discord if you would like to support us financially. Patreon.com slash the SBC pod. Um, if you think that our conversations on here are ridiculous, you should check out the exclusive content that we have over there. Hey, listen, we have started just turning the record button on and, and taping somewhere between 8 and 10, 12 minutes of just random content. Uh, and that's where we put it. We're putting it on Patreon. This week's uh, was we played a game called uh what year do you think this tv show aired on tv very spontaneously for no for like 10 minutes and and i'm not kidding it wasn't even for patreon that was just our conversation it's honestly some of our best work so you should that's where it's consider checking it out oh that's it okay yep sorry (laughs) good job (laughs) i didn't know you were done um so, yeah, those are all the ways that you could uh, get into the Storybook Daily Mirror. The Discord is probably the coolest one, totally free. Yep. And then you can talk to us and other people. Um, you know, that's where the kind of the, the party is at, if you could call it that. It would be or the after party, per se, of the show that goes yes. on for seven straight days until the next episode. Um so yeah, so uh, all those links are in the show notes. So you can, depending on the platform that you're listening on, you can just go there and link directly to those things. Um, <clears throat> so uh, when we get into today's Starbuck Daily Mirror, we're going to do some voicemails first. Well, we're going to jump around a little bit because we have some companion text 
to the voicemail. So I've started organizing the Storybook Daily Mirror. And <laughs> no, and it's super helpful. Very, very helpful, to, especially to me. I'm like reorganizing my bedroom over here. I'm like, okay, well, it's uh, what do they call it? The when you do you redo your socks in your drawer? What is that? What is it, the something? Uh, Marie, uh, Con- that one. Marie Congo. Condo. 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 Is that the thing? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm really bad at radio, guys. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Who let me have a microphone? This is a terrible idea. Anyway, uh, okay. So I have a voicemail. Actually, I have two voicemails. Two voicemails. Yes. Yes. I think there are two. Okay. Two. I think it's a continuance. Um, yes. Oh, it was a cutoff one. Okay. Uh, maybe. Or maybe just a continuing. All right. So here we go. We have, uh, let me just make sure this is working correctly, I think. Aha. It was not. That almost was a bad mistake that oh, we almost got made just now. <laughs> so now it's set correctly. So we'll listen to Melissa. Uh, here we go. Hey, Mackie and Isla. It's Melissa, a.k.a. Darth Maul. Uh, I hate my voice. Sorry. Everyone says that, right? I did watch <laughs> the show live. This twist with uh, Rumble's dad being who oh, he yes, is. The Peter um, twist. Absolutely did not yeah. see it coming with watching live with my friend. And Ugh. there may or may not have been, but there was a lot of screaming <laughs> when it was revealed. And we had to rewind it I and can't. watch it a few more times and scream more because we did not see it coming. Uh, we had thought that um, they were brothers, I think, was our guest. Okay, so related. Okay. Okay. Brothers. Um, but not dad. That's crazy. Yeah, no, didn't see it coming at all. Saw the Neil Bay twist coming. That was pretty obvious. I thought we saw that one coming. Uh, the Ruby yep. twist, did not see that coming, but it was not as surprising as who Peter Pan really was. I agree. So, yeah. Yeah, that was people who watched live or at least me and my friends also at the beginning of the show birthdays y'all said that we had not met Paige slash grace yet but we have that is jefferson's daughter oh i always Paige? forget and they're happily grace? reunited and grace in the somewhere drinking tea anyway that's it three minutes i know gotta go bye uh there's more so we're gonna wait this was the oh yeah well Yes, there's more. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It was the next day, but it's just because it's fine. <laughs> I'll just play it. Hey, guys. It is <laughs> Melissa. Um, I was just thinking about earlier in season three when the doll drops out of the sky for the first time and Rumple started crying. Yep. Um, there was talk about the island reverting Rumple into kind of a cowardly baby Um, we now know the significance of that doll so i don't think that rumple's reaction to seeing the doll for the first time and crying was necessarily the island's effect i think it was the emotion of seeing the doll that his dad named his alter ego after and also the parallel between his story with his father and then what happened with him and bay I would be emotional if I were him, too. Anyway, just a thought. That's it. That was a pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I liked it. Bye. That was good. <laughs> it, it, it was very effective. It was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we were, like, at the edge I of I held my breath. Figuring. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great practical joke to play on someone. Right? On oh, my gosh. Um, 
And then I we have a companion text. Hold on before we oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. do our thoughts because it's connected. She sent yes. in a text and said, hi, it's Mel. Regarding my message, I must send myself to the corrections department because I think MGK originally gives the doll back to Rumpel. Then it keeps falling out of the sky when he tries to get rid of it. Right? I don't remember. No, he tried to he tried to like magic it. Or he tried to like burn it and then he threw it off the cliff and then it kept falling back. He was like trying to destroy it. It was like it was like the scene from the mask when Jim Carrey kept throwing the mask away and it kept coming back. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was like that. But but I will say this. Why didn't we assume why didn't we assume that Peter Pan killed his dad or did something bad to his dad? You know what I mean? Because he still has the doll. Like I would like I would have made a connection that Peter like was connected to something bad happening. Yes, to his because dad. to me, the whole entire time Peter was just a kid. It seemed we like we never he was knew that he was an adult and then reverted back to a child. So how well, could he they be? Never, yeah, Rumple's dad. You know what I mean? Like yeah, for yeah, yeah. I think they did a really good job at really never letting you know that there was oh, a life before he was so Peter. Good. So such a good because it's, it's a twist. The best twists are ones that you don't see coming, and you can't see something coming that they have never established as a thing that could happen. Right. We've seen shapeshifters before, but not people who just turn into younger versions right. of other people. And I agree that was never with Mel a rule. that um, the reveal of Red was surprise, not surprising, just Wait, shocking. But what part of it that she that was, she was the Little wolf. Red Riding Hood? Oh, that she was the oh oh yeah 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 because um, oh because oh, we knew we know the story of Little Red Riding Hood but we never thought that she was her own wolf right and I and think was it was shocking story. but not surprising where Peter was both shocking and surprising yeah and I think it wasn't far fetched especially with the way they were leading on with the like it was they were werewolves that's yeah. what that's the thing that made it more believable is that werewolves are natural shapeshifters that was that's the whole point of a werewolf, yes right. Is that they're they're human sometimes. So to to make it a stretch that she would be the one, it, it was a good twist, but you kind of saw it coming and as, you can, as it was coming. Yeah, and as soon as it happens, you can see all the logics come together. Yeah. Where stuff like the sixth sense or, you know, like you yeah. have to stop the and be smell, like, I yeah. need to go back because I don't know if that's a real twist. And it is just like the yep. Peter Pan thing. And she's I right that we could see Neil coming. We could see Neil coming from a mile away being yeah. Rumpel's kid. That By the sense. way, uh, Google Translate thought that what she said was a frozen meal. <laughs> so that's what I thought <laughs> the meal thing was. Um, but uh, yes, I think I can't. I can't imagine the uh, the shot because I I didn't watch Lost live, but I watched Lost with people who watched it live. Uh, yeah, you know? I was watching it with my family, so it felt like we were watching it live because to right, us right, it was same. new TV. Yeah, but I remember them saying like, you know. Things with Jacob and like things with uh, who the smoke monster was and like all that stuff was so and then, you know, the and we're not talking about the very, very end of the show, which was controversial, but like the um, the the, uh, you know, the polar bear and like where that came from yes. when, they, when they got into the time travel stuff and, like and how people were connect. Actually, once the time travel stuff started and like who's the the mom, Eloise and like all that was as that soon got as really, Desmond like, came into the picture. It was game fucking over. You were that's getting true. shocked every episode. You were like, <gasps> actually, that's true. When you once you saw someone from not on the island who didn't crash with them being on the island, that's when it that was, was like, oh, well, now you the were rules like, are OK, yeah, yeah, the whole game. Is Anything changed. can happen. Oh, yeah, that's God, uh, see. And you're right shows are just not like that anymore right no you well, have things like stranger things and euphoria so there are, and yeah euphoria stranger gory. things but 
No, I think that they tell a good story, but there's no twists, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's not. Like, what, like, what are supposed to be twists end up really kind of falling short a little bit. You okay, know, because but you know what was a good twist? The good place being the bad place. Yeah, that's true. Jeez, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, come on. I think we all know what the show's about now. Uh, that's actually Mike Shore, though. Brilliant yeah. showrunner who was very, very careful about how he projected. Actually, that's a good point. And, and I, I, I hold that show to that level, this level. Oh, and then there's also Shonda Rhimes, Grey's Anatomy, Bridgerton. That's true. That writing is, you can't, you know, they're a god tier. See, but but even Bridgerton, the whole point is like finding out who Lady Lady Feather, tacky off Not Lady Featherington, right. Lady Whistledown. Whistledown, that's what I meant. Um, you know, like the whole show is like finding out who that is, similar to like finding out who Gossip Girl is. You know, it's the whole show's like basis, like until you get to the end. So- but do you know what you I mean? Talk like about twists. But well, that's different. But but in Bridgerton, it's it's a a long whodunit. Yeah. So you're looking for it the whole time. We were ne- we didn't care about Peter Pan's backstory. It wasn't right. Important. Right. That's the thing. We 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 discovered something we weren't looking for, and that was like the key to everything. And that's why I think it's so shocking and elicited these kind of responses of like just screaming at your teeth. Can you imagine seeing that live and having to stop? Like if you could pause it, pause it, or like during the next commercial, yeah, like, just holding your head no. and being like, "What just happened?" But you know what? I got a nerd out for a second. I read a book this weekend. <laughs> Where Isla, guys, I literally Isla is a book girl now. <laughs> I literally would stop. I was in. I Bart and I were driving around, and I would. And yes, I I brought a book out this weekend, guys. Like Bart and I were hopping from restaurant to bar stool, and I brought my Kindle everywhere. Um, so we're in the car, and it's very adult of you. This book has so many twists and turns. I had whiplash, and every time <laughs> one would happen, I would stop and I'd be like. <gasps> Oh my gosh, can you believe this just happened? And Bart was like, You gotta catch me up, give me the cliff notes. And I would fill him in on every little part. Oh, that's awesome. It's like you're watching a show together. Yes, but it was just, it was that kind of good twist and turn. And so I was like, Holy shit. Everybody Uh, read. Um, Oh man, now I can't remember the book title because I've read two more books since then. Anyway, it's a Colleen Hoover book. (laughs) Coho. We're coho hoes. Oh, too late. (laughs) Too late by Colleen Hoover. Too late. And now I have to, on Isla's recommendation, get on these damn books now after all the shows that she's recommended to me. I have to watch all of Gossip Girl and then watch all of this particular author's entire <laughs> book library. Listen, you got to catch up. I know. She's I ingest media me. like it's fucking nothing. So you really it's because I'm brain you are dead. The queen of <laughs> stop it. Stop. Uh, they have a clean slate to work on up here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the rim shot? I keep. Dang it. Um, my embarrassing confession is that's how I was with Dan Brown books. Hold on, time out. It's because I had to read Da Vinci Code for school, but then I liked it so much that I then read every book Dan Brown ever wrote <laughs> after that because same, I was obsessed. And this is before any of them were movies, by the way. They were just bestsellers you'd find in airports, right? Um and I, it wasn't just the Robert Langdon ones. I was reading, I literally read all of them. And the ones that were not the popular ones were like that. And like, ruthless. There's, I will never forget this. I think it's called Vanishing Point, which takes place on a polar ice cap. And a guy drowns for a whole chapter. <laughs> 
he describes this guy Wait, falling into a pit of water I've read and he this drowns. Book. And he, it's the, the entire chapter is from this guy's perspective of him drowning. And I still have nightmares about it. Um, but yeah, that's, I, that's, that's what, that's how I am with Dan Brown books. It's called Vanishing Point. And the, uh, I think it's called Vanishing Point. Maybe. Uh, it is a picture of a, of a mountain, like a white I'm literally looking up the cover. It, yeah, it's just, it's just, it looks like Mount Everest. It's just like a white peak with a black sky. Is that not it? No, but I really think I, I now that you said that whole drowning thing, I remember this. I just looked up Dan Brown Ice Book. It's not called Vanishing Point. It's called Deception Point. That's what it's called. Oh, boy. That movie freaked me out. Yes. Digital Fortress. I did. Digital Fortress, yeah, Deception Point, this. Angels and Demons, Da Vinci Code, Lost Symbol. And Inferno is the only one I never finished. But... Deception Point, Digital Fortress was about like hackers and stuff, but Deception Point completely freaked me out. There's also like a giant squid in it, and I think someone pushed someone into the thing, and then there's a whole bunch of stuff about the squid eating the person. It's just like so (laughs) brutal. So if you like that kind of stuff, go read those books. Anyway, um, thank you, Mel. (laughs) Thank you for the. You see how we get sidetracked? Thank you for your participation. We appreciate both your voice. Thank you for calling in, even though you hate your voice. It means a lot. Don't hate your voice. Yes, everyone says that. Yes, they're all wrong, including you. Yeah. This is lovely. Uh, so now we have a voicemail from Katie. From? <laughs> Not from Iowa. It says, hi, Maggie. Hi, Iowa. It's Katie. <laughs> Google, we should do an entire podcast just on how Reading Google things just things, in Google Translate. <laughs> thinks you guys are saying these, these voicemails. <laughs> all right, here's Katie. Hi, Mackie. Hi, Isla. It's Iowa. Katie. Um, first time I've ever called myself. Yay! But I happen to have all of my children um, home visiting for the evening. Second day. And Lucas and Zach are having um, heated conversations, and it just made me laugh because it sounds so much like when he calls you guys. You can also um, hear them in the it's background. Just, you can't wow, I just wanted to you know he talks this way to everybody, and it's not just you. Lucas, you were just caught in 4K, brother. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna say hi to Mackie and Isla. Hi, Mackie and Isla. Oh, I don't know how to. You work my phone. Hi, hi, Mackie and Isla. Hi, I love them so much. Hi. That was my stepdad, Jim. So you yes! know, I got all of us. We did yeah! get all of us. So, yeah. That was it. Oh, my God. My stepdad almost dropped my cat on my face. <laughs> anyway. The energy of this voicemail is my favorite thing I've ever heard. We're just all together in one location, so we thought it would be kind of cool to, like, actually, like, say hi together as a group because we've all individually said hello at this point. Yeah. So. Anyway. You guys, do you guys remember what you need to say? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's training them. Stay gold. Stay rumple. Stay gold. Stay rumple. Stay rumple. See you in Neverland. Oh my god. This family oh. I'm so obsessed with this family. My cheeks hurt. 
guys, you are the best. <laughs> Honestly, all of our listeners are the best. And this is why. This energy, this is why. All of you listening right now, we love you. Okay. This is, this is why. Their entire family was together and they said, we should call the Brookies. What should we do? We should call our favorite Like podcast. they're sitting around the dining room table and they're like, we should call Mackie and I. We should call well, Maggie really, in Iowa. Maggie in Iowa. Uh, those are our alter egos. So they're they're not just – I like that you said that though. They're not just talking to us. They are talking to the entirety of Brookie Nation. Yes. That's why we do this segment is so that the people – and, you know, get, Melissa saying, you know, I hate my voice. But first of all, you did it. You did the thing, you know? You got you got over your – I don't even want to call it a fear. We call it a, you know, a little annoyance speed of bump. your own. Yeah. But you did it, and then now all of Brookie Nation got to uh, share and, and experience, you know, your contribution. And so it's really – there's other people listening than just – we could listen to these voicemails ourselves and then just tell everyone what happened on the podcast. But they got to talk to everybody, like the whole family. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And Brookie Nation got to hear from every single person in this family. <laughs> every single one, including Stepdad Jim. Lucas made this happen, and, and I'm really Lucas's grateful for it. Lucas's cat was there as well. So really, and Lucas's cat. we hit the, the whole, whole family. family. Whole ass family. It's fantastic. I just like that they're so, <laughs> they're playing into this joke so much that they're so pumped about, like, it's not just, see, this is not Lucas dragging his entire family into his own one thing. Like, they're all excited about it yeah, and having fun. Yeah, we're all friends. I can't. I lo- I love this. The energy of this voicemail is just so beautiful. Because <laughs> it's ins- it's insane. It's just so there's so much going on. So there's, much like, happening. People arguing in the background. I could hear what maybe was a pillow fight. Like I don't know what's going on back there. Like, but like that is, is such great. a cozy home. And it's yes, and it's very much our vibe that we we've been putting out. That's what we want to yeah. attract. And here it is. Like when my child is a teenager someday. God, um, I hope <laughs> my us. house sounds like that. <laughs> yeah, right. A little bit of chaos, I feel like, is kind of what you need. Just a little. Yes, I sent something to Jesse the other day. Actually, hold on, let me pull it up because it's fucking hilarious. Uh, elevator Katie, music. And now, Jim. Wait, I, I. Oh yes, here it is. If you enjoy the mood in your house, going from calm to shit show in less than three seconds, I cannot recommend parenting enough. <laughs> that's a great is it like a meme is it like a motivational <laughs> like that's great and so true so true um we will move on for the sake of time but thank you so much uh every single time anyone from this family contributes we appreciate all of you every single i i, I also love their like everybody's is it weird that i have like a soft feeling in my body that ever that that's how i feel families together i'm like I'm damn like, oh, yeah nice. that's so nice it's not even Thanksgiving. It's so nice. <laughs> like, is it, is it for graduation? Is that why? I don't know. We'll see. Well, no. Lucas um, just graduated. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Like, like, is it, you know? I don't know. Happy anyway. for you guys. Ha- excellent. Love it. <laughs> Love it so much. Uh, I, have to, I have to go back and look at my notes. Um, uh, now we, we get to hear the- from uh, one of the many... One of the many Tannerans. Let's see which one Google Voice picked up today. Google Voice said this time, hi, it's Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> every time, every time Tanneran calls. Okay, it's just, just in case there are new people here. Sometimes every once in a while, somebody starts at episode 56. We have a uh Like we've a ever caller. made it to episode 56 before. Mackie's so confident. 
Well, of our show, <laughs> you know, people come in out of, out of nowhere. Um, 56 is a very a, popular number to start. We have a stop it. We have a, <laughs> we have a, we have a caller whose name is Taryn. My wife's name is Taryn, but this is spelled differently. And we made a joke a long time ago, approved by Taryn, uh, where we call her Tanneran because there's a lot of letters in her name. Yes. <laughs> she approved of this nickname. And so she refers to herself as Tanneran. And Google Voice cannot handle this. It just does not know what to do. And it's always garbled, like, like the, because of the way the phone audio is. So every single time our precious Tanneran calls, Google translates her name to a different person. And this week, it's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin. Hi, it's Karen. It's been forever. It's Kevin. Um, I'm listening, and y'all are talking about like things to make you happy. And I'm gonna tell you what mine is. And Isla for sure is gonna think I'm a psychopath. But um, I was a college athlete, and yeah, being psychopath. athletic has just been ingrained in my body, like ingrained in my soul that I must work out, whatever. And when I stopped uh being a college like being an athlete in general i had this like hatred for athletics because it was it took over so much of my life whatever stick it and um i went until i just like just not a great time for me not a great era of my life and over the past two years i have re regained the love of working out and specifically i found a love for running and um (laughs) now i run for fun obviously for fitness for fun but um, Listen. I am celebrating my 30th birthday in Disney. Oh, my and God. And so I turned 29 this July. And I was like, I'm, obviously, I love running. If you're not running to save your own life, just don't. <laughs> I if do make exceptions for run Disney knife, races. You do that. I don't. <laughs> but I, if wait, you are not running record, from something or someone, you're okay to walk. <laughs> <laughs> we are the we are actually that is my worst. life motto and honestly i actually use that in disney run disney too because i don't run the run disney races <laughs> i walk them i'm comfortable I, I just have a morning person problem i can't if they're like four in the morning and i can't do that shit like the one that's at night i might want to do but it's not this year <laughs> anyway we'll continue um i was like how cool would it be if i ran one mile which is like at most, if I'm not booking it, if I'm, like, chilling, not trying to run very fast, 14 minutes, to if I'm, like, trying to get there, 10 minutes, if I run one mile every day, and then on my 30th birthday, like, map out where I can run so that I can finish my last mile at Disney, like, walking into oh, the Magic Kingdom. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, and I when love I tell that. you that the thought of this brings me so much joy and so much happiness. Me too. I'm a goal-oriented girly. Uh, and it doesn't even have to be a big goal. Like, I just love setting goals and achieving them. It gives me that little dopamine hit that just feels so good. And so I have set up that goal for myself. I'm currently in training for it, trying to get faster at my miles so that it won't take that much time. Yeah. And, yeah, that's something I do for fun is just run. I just run. And I also lift heavy things and put them back down. And it is obviously it's good for me. But like psychopath energy. Good. But good time. I support just you. a good time. That's it. Okay, that was my pointless phone call. Love you, bye. Love you, bye too. Love you, bye. Uh, hold on. Here's the thing, though. Thank you for your thank you for your voicemail, Tanner. Here's the thing, though. Tanneran submitted to sharing and caring on the Storybook Daily Mirror like four clear days before she knew sharing and caring. Was yeah, thing, wow. Because this voicemail came in on Wednesday, and it's Monday. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> pointless, I think not. Turns out 
That's a great one. I love, first of all, having goals in general, highly recommended. I think that's a great thing to do. It's good for your psyche. It's good for just like your mental health. It's good for your everything. It's just fantastic. Um, and I think that is such a beautiful way to do it. Like setting it up so that you feel good. Like, I don't know. I just, I dig it. I am a list girly. Like when I get to check things off. Yeah. I feel that. I feel Straight that. to the head. Um, so I do get it. Totes. Uh... So thank you for your contribution as well. We love you, um, even though you enjoy running. That's okay. We still accept you. You come as you are. <laughs> even, We're not running with you, though. but we'll cheer you on at the end. <laughs> oh, that's me. I, I'm really good at cheering. I'm yeah. a great cheerleader. Um, we got a text. So, we got a text. What is the text? Hey, guys. I would call in with this fun stuff I have for you today, but I am on my third day as of writing this after testing positive for COVID and my voice is trashed. Regarding what you said in the latest episode of the podcast, I do a lot of different activities that just make me happy. I draw, read, build puzzles, and sometimes just throw a ball at the wall and try to catch it when it bounces back. What is that called? Uh, This thing with the wood thing? No, when you throw the ball at the wall. Uh, what game is ball. that? <laughs> Shit. Okay, never mind. It's going to come to me. Ball at the wall I'm going to I'm going to text my brother and he's going to know. Racquetball, um, no. handball, ping pong. I'm going Joseph will get me the answer <laughs> and I will let you know on the next right. episode. Come through, Joe. <laughs> Isla, since you like to read, I just wanted to give you some recommendations if you are interested. I read oh a lot. Oh my god, here yes! we go. By the way, this is Megan, by the way. Oh, it's Megan from Las Vegas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just to give you context of what's about to come here. I read a lot. 14 books this year. Oh, my gosh. Are you on Goodreads? Yeah. Can we be friends? And a lot of them are young adult <laughs> fantasy romance. And if that's not your thing, that's oh, okay. God. Okay. If it's not her thing, that is the, that's not what Isla's made of This these. thing keeps me going. This is what keeps me going every day. It's exactly God your demographic it, right here. All right. I would recommend the Crave series. Okay. They are, there are still books in the series that haven't come out yet, and the books are long i can catch up that's what she's saying Mm, got you girl but i swear that reading these books felt like i was watching like a trashy but also fun show about a school of monsters hell i want to read this this sounds like a lot of fun okay if you are looking for more people uh, yeah why do people shit all over why books all the time dude they're they're the shit i still read them i don't care they're really good no shame they're they good. act like they're like Clifford books in school i'm like this is not toddler she's actually really good writing no it's good it's good everybody makes so much fun of it um if you are looking for more of a good, funny, dramatic story, I will always and forever recommend the Six Crows duology. Duology? Du- duology? 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 I don't know. Okay. I've never seen that word in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Two halves of a whole idiot. It is set in the same universe as other books written by the same author, but I have never read those books, and I was still invested in the lore and, most importantly, the characters. The book is about six people who go on a huge heist. This is part one of the text, so now on to part two. I would like more book recommendations from Megan. Thank you. In Dark Hallows, you guys talk about how, what if John and Michael replaced Greg and Tamara? And that got me thinking. What if Wendy, along with John and Michael, replaced Greg and Tamara? Ooh, we're doing more of the what ifs. See? People are doing it before we even talked about it. I love how we're, like, on brand with these things before we even see them. They could have been captured as kids and were forced to find who Pan wants or or they would all be killed. Then this would force Whitney to manipulate Neil and become his fiance. But unlike how Tamara was almost cold hearted, Wendy could have internal conflict because she hates hurting her childhood friend, but she needs to save her and her brothers. 
Then once the Darlings take Henry to Neverland, instead of being free like they thought, John and Michael could die at the hands of the Shadow, adding a lot more weight and sadness My to the God. scene. But because the second season, you could show the sibling bond. That was cinema, baby. That was good. <laughs> did not, absolutely did not mean to hit that button. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Although it does apply to the story that Megan is painting right now in her I was, what I was trying to prep another sound effect for when you're done and I blew it. Okay, I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> so sorry. Henry would go on the same path after this, meeting Pan and slowly becoming a lost boy. But when Henry finds Wendy, now adult Wendy, instead of her fake being sick like a cold, she could be losing her shadow to the island if Henry doesn't bring back the belief. Henry could also have some internal conflict because she brought him to the island, but he doesn't want anyone to die. In the end, Wendy could be redeemed and forgiven and head off to London. I think that would be a better plot than Greg and Tamara and also the whole Pandora's box plot. Instead, Ariel could find some magical sea box or something, and we wouldn't have to sit through Belle trying to prove herself as a strong person <laughs> for the millionth time. Hope this wasn't too long. Stay gold. Stay rumple. Key, I like it. Picasso. <laughs> That's what I was trying to prepare, but it ruined my own joke. Uh, this is, number one, why I like the youth that I do like. Spoilers, it's Megan from Las Vegas. And others like her, Lucas, etc., right? Because look at this creativity. Go write this show. This is this is great fan fiction, is what I'm saying. Yes! It's fantastic. That is so well fleshed out and well written. I would, I look, I would read this. I would, I mean, it's harder to like make video media of this, but if you wrote this out as like a novel, I would totally be invested. I would read that it. That sounds like an amazing story. Yeah. Honestly. And you know why? Because she reads YA fantasy, that's yeah. why. Because she knows what it sounds like. And it's actually pretty cool. I'm just saying. Whatever. Thank you, Megan. I that hope was... you're feeling better by the time this yeah. comes out. I'm sorry about the COVID. I hope it's mild. So far, this strain has seeming to be, knock on wood, mild for most people that have been got getting it. It's not like, you know, some of those earlier ones. So I'm hoping it's also mild for you. But sucks that you got it. I'm sorry. Yes, not fun. Not good. <clears throat> uh, and what else? What is next? We have one more uh, text message. One more text. I'll do that. I can give you a voice right. rest if you want. Thank you. I'm going to do this one. Um, oh, not that one. <laughs> not the one line one. That's not what I was looking for. Uh, oh, that's right. We would like to hear from... Wait, oh, I have a sound effect, and I don't know if it's... Is it on here? No, it's... Wait, hold on, sorry. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. Sound effect. Is from... Beverly Hills. Lacey! Not Beverly Hills. That's exactly what it sounds like. Now I can't get it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Where the I big, come like, from, it isn't big all base. that great. My dun, automobile dun. is a piece of crap. We are both broken. Uh, hey, Mackie and Isla, it's Lacey again. Oh, there's so many emojis. Smiley face tell emoji. You. I'll, I'll do tell the you emojis. Okay, you do the emojis. Hi, Mackie and Isla, it's Lacey again. Smiley face emoji. So I'm getting... <laughs> can't do this. I'm getting caught up while I paint my kitchen and... I finally got into the Lacey episodes, and oh my god, you guys. Hand over Jeez mouth. Louise. Melt. What? Laugh, laugh. 
is oh it didn't even show up oh. <laughs> in the google voice it was just boxes i was like what is that it's because it's, it's the, the new one. emojis it's the new ones okay melt melt and laughing uh like i get that she's not great really not great and maybe i'm a little biased because i was way too excited to see my name in my favorite show but i do not share your absolute hatred for her okay peeking around hands <laughs> That's also a new one because it doesn't show up. <laughs> uh, I look at the Belle slash Lacey character as a way to show Rumpel's true love for Belle. He just wanted her. He didn't care that she was acting differently because she was cursed, like in a sickness and in health type of unconditional love. But I was also happy to see Belle remember who she was. Red Heart. P.S. In episode 47 of the podcast, Mackie was talking about how he wished they would have made a nod to the fact that Robin Hood was being played by a different character. I totally agree. I think it's hilarious when they do that in shows. Laughing emoji crying. However, in season four, episode 18, Heart of Gold, Robin actually explained why he, quote, looked different when he first met Rumple. Again, another long game plot, which I love. Heart eye emoji. I love the podcast. I can't wait to hear more. See you in Neverland. Oh, man. <clears throat> Thank you for sticking around after the bloodbath. That was your namesake episode. Listen, to be fair, we hadn't met you before we started talking all that shit. So <laughs> please forgive us. Uh, I, I, we're broken. If you ever also, need a depreciating day about yourself, just turn that shit on and yeah, get real fucking depressed. Jeez. We, uh, we are, again, and I don't want to make excuses, but it really is the excuse for why we talk so much smack about the stuff we do talk smack about is because we are projecting. And we are... 100% willing to admit it and also 100% not willing to stop. Yeah, we have trauma and feelings. we're working on it and working on it includes talking shit, so. <laughs> yep, that's that's about as good of an explanation as it, as it can. And honestly, at least we're owning it. It could be worse. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We could we're be, in yeah, the acceptance like stage. Yes, very, very much. Uh, the reason why I was talking about that thing that um you know nodding to it i don't remember if i mentioned it in that episode it's only because one of my favorite instances of this of all time is when um what's his name from uh terrence howard from the original iron man lost this big dispute about money and payment and how he was he did what didn't get the amount of money that he wanted or whatever and famously left the iron man series and so they made this big grand entrance with don Cheadle in iron man 2 and he walk. He they 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 like show the camera from his back, and he walks up to the the appeal thing that's going on with him. He's like appealing to the panel of whatever um, like American judicial system because they're trying to take the Iron Man suit away from him. Yeah. And so he walks in to the courtroom and sits down. You can't see him, and then he turns and you can see his profile. And he says, "I know. I'm here. Let's just get over it. We'll move on." And that was the illusion to like. That he's a different person. Oh. And I just love that instance so much. Go look it up. Just look up Don Cheadle's first appearance in Iron Man 2 and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's like they did it and I, I visibly and audibly gasped in the theater when I heard that because oh I love moments like that so much. Yeah, I was like, oh, did they? Did, did anyone they did? <laughs> like, yeah. So anyway, that's that's why I got so aggressive about that because this would have been, this is a great type of show to make that kind of cheeky humor. Yeah. And it was just kind of missed. Um. But season four, episode 18, I am, I don't remember this moment that you're talking about here. So I'm very curious as to when we get there, if we remember by the time we get to another, you know, 20 episodes in. Um, all right. That's it, right? Yeah. Did we do it? Oh my God. We did it. We made it. Go. We did it without. 
no casualties on this wild runaway train. I know, jeez. <laughs> Let's talk pre-show. Let's talk about Once Upon a Time. Season 3, episode 10. This episode is called The New Neverland. The New Neverland. Uh, which we're assuming is Storybrooke, but I wonder if there's like a cheeky side meaning or if it's that specific, you know, that. No, I think it's Pan trying to overtake Storybrooke. Trying to overtake Storybrooke. Um, He's probably going to say, we'll make this the new Neverland or some nonsense. I didn't read the rest of the notes, so I'll get there eventually when we get to the end. Character backstory. Character backstory. Snow White and Prince Charming. We already revealed that. December 8th, 2013. uh, Written by Andrew Chambliss. By himself for the first mm-hmm. time, let him off the leash. Yeah, he's always been an ampersand. Fly Andrew free, Chambliss. baby bird. Fly free. <laughs> Directed by Ron Underwood, who has more credits. I'm gonna look him up right now. Let's see. What else did you do? Uh, wait, wait. There's a thing. Nope, there's not a thing. I won't do it now because see, some of them have these really neat little table at the bottom yeah. that shows like the episodes they worked on, and this guy doesn't have it, so I'm not gonna bore you with it. But the first episode was red-handed, and that was one of our favorite ones. It so was. Put that out there. Just going to put that out there. All right. Um, 6.64 million uh, was last week. We're now up to 6.94. Making progress. Ooh, we're bumping Woo. up. Yay. Um, this synopsis this week. All right. The residents of Storybrooke. They're overjoyed upon the return of Henry and our heroes from Neverland. I'm imagining a red carpet, confetti. Yes. You know, the parade where they like put you on someone's arms and they bounce you around. But unbeknownst to them, a plan is secretly being put into place by a well-hidden pan. I like the I like the elbow jab here, right? Um, that will shake up the very lives of the town people. Meanwhile, in the fairy tale land that was Snow White and Prince Charming's honeymoon, turn out to be anything but romantic when they go in search of a mythical being that could stop Regina cold in her tracks. Guesses on the mythical being right away. Do you already know what it is? No. It's the same production notes. You don't. Thinking something like a, is it like a water thing? Thinking like a kraken type of deal? Is it like a, is it an, is mythical beings? Does it have to be an animal? Banshee? Oh, is it a centaur? Maybe, yeah. Some kind of like half horse, with the, or is it some kind of, I genuinely don't remember. All right, let's see what it is. Production notes. Let's talk production notes. Production notes. So <clears throat> production notes is when we talk, um, <laughs> I see what the mythical being is now. Uh, is when we talk about behind the scenes. Oh, uh, things I guess it and, does. <laughs> uh, things having to do with how they For shot For some reason, I some... didn't picture the mythical being being a human. So I just like read that and yeah, I skimmed yeah. over it. I was like, oh yeah, no. All right, let's stop burying the lead. The first one we always talk about in production notes is the thing that is in the title card. They always hide some kind of graphical thing in the title card. Uh, if you're wondering what the mythical being is, wait no more. The title card features medusa so it's probably medusa uh who is very famous from clash of the titans and that era of the iliad i suppose is the original story where she has snakes for hair and if you look directly in her eyes you turn to stone stone. so that's a a, a greek thing we have some mysterious writings so the ceiling of regina's father's tomb says k obscured sse there dear is Quam se videres is Latin yep. and translate as how are you or and to be you are seen. Esquam verdi is a Latin phrase meaning to be rather than to seem to be, which has been like, used be as a motto by a number of different groups. Esse quam videri. Quam esse videris. Latin is a very strange language. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. 
cool. That's very mysterious, I suppose. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So the translation is, how are you or end to be, are you seen? And to be, are you, and to be, you are seen. That's like, what? Yeah, like what? (laughs) To be rather than to seem to be. All right, whatever. Um, This episode is a, a rendition of the Perseus myth. With Perseus and Medusa, which I think is Perseus the Iliad. Am I crazy? Oh, I don't want the character, stupid. Um, I knew it was Perseus because that's the main character in Clash of the Clash of the Titans. I know Clash of the Titans because I'm I don't want to call myself a film buff, but I'm a film hmm. enthusiast, visual effects enthusiast. Clash of the Titans and Jason and the Argonauts were two of the earliest cases, uh, use cases of stop motion. Um, Class of the Titan. The original Clash of the Titans was, I think, 60s or 70s. And the Medusa creature was entirely claymation, like stop motion. Yeah. And I was like obsessed with that stuff as a kid because Jurassic Park being the first one to you to do that work in the, a computer references like Steven Spielberg very famously told his visual effects team that he wanted his movies to be better. That was the reference point. Jason the Argonauts, King Kong. Clash of the Titans. He wanted to be better than that. I was like, so I always remembered Steven Spielberg loves his movies. <laughs> so I was really into those movies when I was a kid. So that's what the Perseus and Medusa thing is. Huh. And they remade the movies with um, Liam Neeson was Zeus. And, yeah. and uh, Sam, whatever his name is from the Avatar movies, he plays Perseus. Oh, in the okay. Movies. I think they're on HBO or something. There's three of them, yeah. It's actually a pretty pretty good series of movies. Your turn. Some Marvel comics. So Pan picks mm, up the it. comics... The Pan picks up the comic Avengers Assembled number one in Hendry's room. It was released in 2012, the year before the episode premiered. A variant cover edition of Invincible Iron Man 1 from 2008 is lying on the table. I wish I had some, like, fun comic background witty banter to say, but I was not into comics. No, me neither, but I just like when they put them, like, with the times, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think the Avengers Assemble one was made either in conjunction with the movies or in response to the movies or about or like preluding them or something like they like redid a story. Yeah. Because the original Infinity Gauntlet story that the Avengers are based on mm-hmm. by getting into the and this uh, Thanos stuff was a really old storyline that they brought back and changed. So I think they like released. I still can't believe they're still releasing comics. To me, that's like comics are like a 60s and 70s thing, but they're like still releasing them today. We've had like a bunch of like card and comic shops pop up in New England. Yeah. Lately. Cards too. You're right. Yeah. Trading cards is is like come back. Yeah. Like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh came back. Yeah, and like baseball trading and stuff. Yeah. That's insane. Um, We do have one last one, a hidden details. The spell scroll for the Dark Curse is written in cursive characters. Excuse me. Cursive characters from the Latin alphabet. Did you know Latin could be written in cursive? No. Did not know that. However, the writing is flipped to make it look more exotic. Uh, Production note and, uh, or sorry, production design and prop tip. (laughs) If you want to make letters look more exotic. Turn them upside down or flip them. Uh, flipping the image, however, does not reveal anything interesting. The text is gibberish. Thank you for the editorializing Wikipedia. <laughs> How friggin' strange that someone like made this commentary to be like, I could just picture an angry nerd pushing his taped glasses to his face this and being like, is gibberish. <laughs> it's gibberish. They didn't even actually do anything. <laughs> like, okay. 
Courage your Klingon, bro. Um, that's production notes. Production notes. That was so mean to Trek Trek fans. I'm so sorry. I am also a Trek. Yo. Listen, I'm not. I'm not coming after anybody. Um, L7 we have seven uh, <laughs> level seven. Um, so we have a section we don't get to do that often, and I freaking hate this one because it's a repeated one that we don't <laughs> recognize. But I'm going to do it anyway. It's called What's in the Hatch. That for you, uh, sharp eared listeners, is the sound of lost it's the sound that whenever they go to commercial break and stuff um and so what's in the hatch is our section dedicated to the easter eggs placed by edward and adam who are writers on lost they hit a bunch of them in the show except when it came to season three they were just like i'm tired i don't know i don't want (laughs) to so we didn't for many many episodes uh and this episode has one because at the diner dopey is wearing a Geronimo Jackson t-shirt again, a reference to the fictional band of the same name on the TV series Lost. Does he ever wash this shirt? I'm just he's always start, in this shirt. I'm just going to start changing it, and I'm just going to start saying he's wearing a drive shaft shirt. He's wearing they chicken. Done All right. Okay, I like it. Picasso. Yeah. All right. Geronimo Jackson doesn't exist. Drive shaft and drive shaft only. We are drive shaft stands we on are. the show. Period. They got we shafted. Are. Ah, you did it. <laughs> Ace. Turned into Family Feud. <laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, hey, episode. We're gonna watch. <laughs> I just read the word. Um, we're gonna do a watch Features. party. Drinking game bell. <laughs> Play pause sound. Uh, yep. That's it. That's a drinking game bell that I've been playing a billion, million times this whole time. <laughs> I've been playing it the whole episode. Uh, but that is the sound that we will play if we would like you to drink as part of our fictional drinking game that we change every single show. Uh, we also do have a play pause sound. Sounds like that. That means we're playing and pausing the show. We also occasionally... Sorry, I have to hit it again or else the show will play out of control. <laughs> uh, we do have a sound that plays uh, anytime we have to rewind and for... A limited time left. Familiar voice of the pod, William, not to be confused with Willard Slapbox Smith, will tell you to rewind. Yeah, it's rewind time. But his days are numbered. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> Your time is up, bud. Uh, you, you, <laughs> we, we got a call. Your from, days are uh, numbered. We got a call from the Academy and they said, you, we have to retire. <laughs> they, they told, they cease and desist. They won't us. put us in the running next year for an award. Yeah, if we want if this we... podcast to be nominated, we have to... This is not We have to joke. cut ties. It's, it's so bad. <laughs> uh, listen, we need to do the thing we do every episode before we watch it where we guess... Mackie uh, has to circumstance. guess... The circumstance around the quote. And I had to around edit the, it this the, week because it you literally did. Thank set you. out... Every name. Every it name. was so frustrating. So I'm I will I read this out loud, and Mackie has to guess who right, said I have to guess the... If I have to guess four different people? Oh, no, she's not going to tell me. Okay. I think it's... Wait. No. This is two people talking to each other. I'm guessing. Let's let's just read them. It's four, it's four different... It's Shyla literally wrote in the notes, insert, insert, insert name, name here. here. <laughs> All right. Everyone is... will forget who they are. Time will stand still and insert name here. We will be in charge. Insert name here. This whole place. Insert name here. Yes, and when we're done with it, it's going to be the new Neverland. All right, the last one is definitely Dracula. I'm positive. (laughs) Based on the accent. This is stupid, not Henry Pan. (laughs) That's his actual name. 
Okay. <laughs> Stupid not Henry Pan talking to MGK. But I don't know which is which. No, it has to be... It has to be... MG, MGK's a box of rock idiot. He's just so dumb. So he has to be the one that says this whole place. Okay. Wait, hold on. The first two lines are two different people? That's clearly no, like a... No, no. So... Insert name oh, here quoted an another insert name here. Oh, there's a name. Oh, 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 oh. Time will stand still and blank, we will be in charge. Yes. So like they're, they're called, okay, they're, oh, I got, I got you, got you. Everyone will forget who they are. Time will stand still. And so it's Pan, MGK, Pan. Okay. That's your vote. But wait, I don't know who the, I don't know who the, and blank, we will be in charge. I don't know who the, I don't know who the name person that, they're talking about would be i wrote your vote in thank you because we will forget we literally never uh, remember we never remember i think it's pan blank mgk pan but i don't know who the second of the four is everyone will forget who they are time will stand still and blank we will be in charge i would assume it's the person that they're talking to but did we ever get his name <laughs> we keep calling him mgk yes we I'm did sure get his one. name I'm assuming it's whoever his name is. That's what I'm guessing. Okay, okay. So you're sticking with Pan MGK Pan. Yeah. Okay. Locked and loaded. All right. I hate that Isla already knows. It would be so much more fun if you didn't know. Uh, anyway, now we will. Brookie watch Nation epi- is now hiring an unpaid intern to just write in the quote part of the episode, so we can blindly guess who quotes the episode. Yeah. Can someone do that? No. Tanran? <laughs> Somebody? Tanran already has access to our Google it's Drive. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, all right. Season three, episode 10, The New Neverland. Let's do it. Previously on Once Upon a Time. That shadow. It's only we'll ever get back to Storybrooke. Let's get the hell out of Neverland. The one who's in trouble is Henry. And? Let's play. This <laughs> deep voice. I can't take it seriously. <laughs> Oh my god, Storybrooke! So if the name Rumpel gave you is correct, he works here. Is that him? Is that Eric? Yes. Oh. Wow, he must really hate me. He's such a bro. (laughs) Go on, go on. He literally looks like a retired fraternity brother. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With his Argyle sweater. He's got like a square chin and like the little dimple. Ariel. <laughs> oh yeah, there's no curse, so he would remember. Oh yeah. I like how they just skip to the middle of this love story and they're like, Yeah, oh. they're like, yeah, you're No conflicts, no. Yeah. She just said he must really hate me, and they are now making out on the dock. And then they're We're back. Whooshing. This is like this is really accelerated, I feel like. That ship is coming in hot. Yeah. There we go, we got Medusa. Oh, there's in Medusa. There. She is scary. Well, CGI Medusa. Oh, they have like a welcome home party happening. That's awesome. You can hear Leroy screaming his head off. (laughs) Don't we have to save David? Isn't this dude about to die? 
Yeah, I was confused about that. I Are we forgetting I, that? I, I guess we just still kind of skipped over that part. I don't. We're in slow mo <laughs> right now. This is. Yeah, there's a lot of hugs in slow mo. Oh, and then the two villains come out, and they have nobody there, but Rumple does. Rumple's in his sweet ass outfit. He looks yeah, so fucking looks good. so great. Like such a turd. <laughs> I told you I'd see you again. That's the last time I don't listen to you. Hey! Hey! Welcome back. Thank you. This is new stepmom. I, uh, <laughs> found this below deck. Sorry, my needs. Thank you, Bayado. As a reminder of the man I was. It shall no longer be. Oh. I don't have I don't have a limp anymore, but I'm gonna still walk with this cane like a pimp. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh! Oh my gosh! Wendy. Oh my gosh! So many reunited. Uh, like this is awesome. Wendy. It's like in Handmaids when they rescued all those kids into Canada, and the parents were waiting for their children, and it was so beautiful. Like, I have no idea how long we've been waiting to see you. Do you remember Balefire? <laughs> oh, family group hug. This is so <laughs> nice. I think it's time for the darlings to go home. All of us. How do you feel? Pretty good, actually. I think the water must be working. What right, water? Uh, what water are we talking James about? James overtook my brother the moment we left Neverland. God will find a cure. You'll be okay. All right, hold on. What did we miss? <clears throat> so he drank the whatever water, and that was supposed to heal him. That was on the top of the mountain. Oh. But, like, I thought after that had happened. But they kept saying they needed Rumple. Yeah. To save? Like, oh, because, because he because, would. This is just like a Band-Aid? Like, right. Like, right up until uh the they did this last ploy in the last episode mary margaret would kept saying like well we're going to be on the island for the rest of our lives or whatever i i we definitely missed whatever changed between them talking like that and then them saying no we're all leaving together and then some one line in one of those things probably said what it was and we were talking over it and weren't paying attention but like uh it feels like if that's the only time they ever mentioned why this plan of is going to work they just reminded us that his brother was dead as soon as they got back, yeah. as soon as they left Neverland. So why not right there would they then explain why whatever is working is working? Especially since it was the main topic of like three episodes. So long. And they ca- and, and like the main topic of like certain, you know, uh, characters Decisions having and, fights. And yeah. like, like it's a big it was a big, uh, you know, relationship arc that they're just not really paying off, which seems odd. <laughs> They're just like we have. It makes me more mad because thing. I hated it so much, and it didn't even feel worth it. Like, right? I'm like, was it even island. that worth it to be upset about? It. <laughs> Whatever. All right, let's just we'll figure it out. I have to admit, there was a minute there I didn't believe we were all going to make it out of that place. Well, we did, and we owe a lot of it to her. Regina helped save us all. All right, Snow. Good job. 
shall destroy your so happiness. You can't tell hey, by voice change. We are one. back in the, the Enchanted Forest. What'd you say? I said, if you couldn't tell by the voice change, we are back in the Enchanted Forest. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, shout out to flashback to the very first moment. I know. Of episode one, season one. Uh, not the first moment, because the first moment is charming waking up snow. But um, and they like go but, backwards. But like this is right? the OG. But this is like from the first few minutes of the first episode. So it's it's nice to kind of like go back to something we are so familiar and yeah. comfortable with, you know. And he throws hey! the sword. Snow, listen to me. What can you say? What can you possibly say to make me feel better? We just got married. That should be enough. Regina found a way to ruin it. She always does. We have to do something. Like what? I don't know. Storm her castle? Steal her magic? There must be some way to fight back. She can't hurt us. You know that. I know that she's determined, and so am I. No, she wants to take away our happiness. We can't win that fight on a battlefield. No, so how do you suggest we win it? By going on our honeymoon. That's the only way to show Regina that nothing she does can take away her happiness. How can you even think of leaving the kingdom now after the kind of threats she made? Threats? That's all they were. I mean, for all we know, that was just bluster. She finds a way. She always finds a way. And then we will be ready. But today, it's just a threat. We really need to talk about this because this is a very interesting very common argument that is often uh, shaped as a dynamic difference between the male and female psychology, right? Mm-hmm. Often. And it's, it's ironically, I feel not counting us, you and I, I feel like it's typically flipped. Like a guy usually wants to use brute force. A guy usually wants revenge and satisfaction and vengeance and and violence and physicality. And a woman is usually trying to like okay. talk uh, an well, angry mind down. Usually, yeah. Usually. I don't know if anybody has uh, seen my marriage, but no, this is exactly how um, this argument has gone down with me and Bart. And I was going to say, feels that's like I'm looking not, in a mirror. Not counting us. Yeah. <laughs> I do. So watching somebody else do it, I. I know, hold your applause. I agree with David to a point where Charming's right. He doesn't know what's going to happen and she shouldn't be able to take away all of their happiness. Like there's a way to fight it, not like how Snow is, but then I also see where Snow's coming from as she is responsible for this kingdom and she has known Regina her whole life and she has known the lies and the deception and how truly evil she can be. So it's like, What's the middle ground here? Yeah, and it's interesting to, you know, it's very obviously easier to watch other people go through that, uh, not being emotionally invested in your side of the argument, quote unquote, right? Um, No matter which side of this you're on, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because you can see it objectively as there is a danger and there is, I I even see this myself when I, I look at things, you know, whether it's at work or in my personal life, where I'm like, I have previous experience to prove that my instinct is not crazy. Like, I heard that. I know what comes after that. It's almost guaranteed because mm-hmm. the pattern has never changed. But today it's just a threat is the part that i stopped it on at the, at this point in the argument at least because if you look at both sides of these right this is very logical that regina is 
threatening them. Why would she then go in and threaten if she had a plan? She would just go in and, mm-hmm. and do whatever the thing that was evil, right? And that's his mentality is like, well, we could be chasing this forever. We could be letting her like, and mm-hmm. part of the game of the, uh, you know, one team versus another team is psychological. Look at any sport you've ever seen in your entire life. There is skill involved. There is practice involved. There is a specialty that that a certain number of people on the team have worked on maybe their whole lives to perfect, to get to be the best of the best. But then when you get on the field or the court or whatever it is, part of it is you psyching the other person out to throw them off balance to give yourself an advantage. And with this kind of even fairy tale, good versus evil, you know, hero versus villainy, there is a certain part of it of like, if you get in someone's head just enough, you can actually open the door for an opportunity and make them mess up, right? It's all chess. It's you're, yep. you're trying to force a mistake. And and I think David is on the side of the, of the chestnut checkers part of it, where it is a bit of a long, long game, right? And you have to kind of work with what you know. And right now, if she gets in their head, it'll throw things off and might even play into her plan. That's a big Rumple move right there. And don't yeah. forget, that's where she was trained. She was trained from Rumple, who now she was trained from Rumple, but Regina also puts a lot of uh, 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 jump the gun shoot from the hip emotion into it, which causes Regina to mess up sometimes, right? Even though she has a lot of power, sometimes she kind of like trips because she's being too aggressively emotional. And I think as we recall this moment, she was very angry that it, you know, and she jumped in and then she had to be kind of talked down. Um, Because this is before I think they really, yeah, obviously this is before she realized she could do the curse because I don't think Snow's pregnant yet, right? Right. So, you know, this is a good like I really I would this is a great subject for like what do you guys think out there like who I don't want to say whose side are you on because I don't want to imply that there's a right answer or there's a right side I don't think this is black and white this is one of those things where I really do see that both of these have a really logical backbone to them snow is concerned because she can see like why wouldn't why would the pattern now all of a sudden change but David's not saying nothing bad's gonna happen he's just saying Right now, we have to deal with what's in front of us. So he's not actually negating her idea. He's just offering an an additional perspective. It just seems, I don't know, it's not like flip-floppy, but when Regina was there, he threw a sword at her and she disappeared. So, like, where did that anger fizzle out from the that room to getting up to their obviously their quarters well i think it's the same argument it's the it's the he was dealing with the threat that was directly and right right then and there she was a threat to the room right you know what i mean and then i just the only other part that i don't agree with is being like we're gonna go on our honeymoon i completely agree with snow why the hell would we leave the kingdom right now you can honeymoon perfectly fine in your castle like when yeah, there's like an that. immediate there regina is an immediate threat you know what i mean she can swoop in at any time anytime she finalizes her plan She's going to show up. So I get what Snow's saying. You can still live your life and be happy and, like, be on the sidelines trying to figure shit out. But David's like, let's pretend it doesn't exist for right now and we'll revisit this conversation in a little bit. And I'm like, I I see what you're saying. It's your wedding night. You should definitely be happy and enjoy that. But also, she is bad. (laughs) Yeah, and you're right. I I don't think that he's necessarily thinking about the repercussions of of, he's not trying to pretend it doesn't exist. And this is a pretty typical David thing is he's trying to prove their resolve. Right. And their resolve is we're going to be happy no no matter how you feel about it. And so we're going to business as usual, which is if you think about the way that, you know, our current 
government works politics aside but like when you have threats right you don't like the 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 very classic argument of like the we don't negotiate with terrorists thing it's been a thing forever right is is this idea that no matter what this threat is that the principles that you base the rules of engagement i'm putting air quotes around this right because this is not this is sort of war ish right she's threatening i mean it definitely is right so the rules of engagement right don't don't change because someone is trying to change the change the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's usually the villain trying to trying to manipulate the game by getting in your head or doing whatever. So he's trying to say, you know, uh, is she if it's just words, are we going to be miserable the rest of our lives living in defense or are we going to do the thing she's threatening is our happiness specifically, mm-hmm. not our safety, not our gold, not our she's not trying to steal, it's our happiness, it's us is that the way that you win that is by proving this is the charming aspect of it. You prove true love. You prove happiness. Yeah, you prove that we're wholesome. At the end of the day, that only gets you really so far, brother. Like, and also they they also immediately turned their heels on that once they got to Storybrooke, and you know she killed Cora and like all this stuff. They ended up kind of splitting away from that idea, but. At this point in their storyline, that was the charming family crest is always do good, always defend, always yeah. do the right thing. And that right thing is showing the kingdom that we are not easily threatened. There's a part of leadership that is also not panicking when you because your your constituents are also going to follow your lead. And if, if she goes out there panicking to the kingdom the way that she is now, that could cause riots that could cause, you know, they could be that un- destabilizing. Yes, but we have too. to give Snow credit because she didn't. She went up she into the privacy no, no, yeah. of her quarters and then decided we needed to talk about it. So I just I just wish there was a little bit more agreeance from Charming. Like, I wish he was like, you know what? You're right. But right now we got to do that. And But he's just kind of like trying to glaze over it. And it feels a little And it's an, it's an interesting relationship thing in general because it actually proves to me it, it's, a, it's a personality thing. Yeah. It's interesting to, that they – made this flipped it's very it's much more typical that the guy would be the one trying to to fight things with fire right and the woman is like that's not the smart way i'm super glad because the archetypes of personality actually remained the same because he's not necessarily uh validating her thoughts and trying to pacify and 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 uh deflate right if this was flipped back and this was a woman's role, it's pretty common in this argument, especially when it's televised, when it's scripted like this, that you'd see the woman also do that same thing <clears throat> where they don't immediately go, yes, I think that's a good idea to fight them, but let's do it in a different way. Unless they are a very, very specific type of female archetype where it's that it's only the female types who they write as the ones who like manipulate and negotiate and do right. Well, but the the, the common, higher like, being in the sky wrote me like that, so I think representation I mean, life, matters, yes. and I love seeing myself. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, yeah, we don't apply to these to these rules because we no, kind of bend I was those written and break those all the time. a very different script. Yeah, from we're day also, one. We're also from a region that makes us already more abrasive, so those rules kind of bounce off of us a little bit. But to that point, so um, charming is from a different region. He grew up a shepherd. Of course he's not going to immediately be like, get out your pitchforks and daggers. He's like... That's actually a good point. He's a little shepherd. 
she's from the north. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's she's a New Englander. Like, I'm telling just being you. Like, the hell with this. We're gonna burn her house down. And, and charming and she, is my sweet little Polish he, boy from the farm. Like, yeah, he's from like South Carolina or something. Be like, we should talk about this. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually. I. You know what? You. That's a really really good point you bring up. That they. I. I do forget that sometimes. That I do too. But it just dawned on me why they would write it like this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, it's obviously because of their upbringings. That's really brilliant, actually. Snow actually, okay, was so raised by evil that, Regina. Obviously, she's going to be fight or flight. Yeah, you're right. Charming was raised been, by his sweet mom oh my on God, his farm with best. his little shepherds. Of course, he's going to say, we can reason with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. Because I That's, bet you any time Charming and his mom had a disagreement on who was going to do what chore, she was like, let's talk about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's and, a gentle parent. The, I think, and I think the more important thing to take away from this is that neither one is more or less appropriate or wrong. Right, or no, right. neither is wrong and neither is right. But they are dramatically different, which which naturally causes conflict, not a fight, but it causes conflict, like we're seeing here, because the two. It seems on the surface level like those two can't coexist because it seems like they are opposite views when they're really not. They, they are both really, have the same end game. They do. They really, the safety, they're both, uh, go, you know, they both want the same thing. They want the safety of their kingdom. They want so, their yeah. happiness. So we don't want you listening to tell us what side you're on. We yes. want you to say which one you feel more comfortable. It's not a side. We're not picking a side. It's how you would handle this if you were put in a situation. It's a, would yeah, you want to fight with brute a... force or would you want to try to move on and try to figure out, like, try to strategize a different way. I don't know. It's not Are a side. My... I don't want you to pick a side. I just want to know how you would have fallen on the spectrum of personalities. Yeah. How do you how do you interpret this this conflict? And And I think the more important thing is, can we figure out, you know, how do these two, they're married, right? How do these two things, that is what marriage is, how do they come together to make a bigger hole. How do they Compromise. add those two things together? You know what I mean? So like what, like how, how do you interpret this as not a conflict, but um, two pieces of a bigger hole? And what does that look like when you do both? How yep. do you cover both sides of safety plus not neuroses? Because he's trying to keep her from spinning off. Right. And we're very familiar with that because we do that with each other all the time. We're yeah. Like, and I think it's even better to not recognize this as an argument because it's not. It's, it's not. It's yeah. a conversation. And I think a lot of people, and I'm not saying like this is why people get divorced, but it is more common for people to just interpret conversation and discussion into an argument. And I yeah. think that's a, like a really big problem with like today's day and age where everybody just yeah, immediately yeah. gets defensive and immediately shuts down where I find myself in my everyday life, like even with me and Bart, like if there's something that we don't agree on, you don't have to immediately call it an argument. You just have yeah. to like sit down and dissect it and that's fine. And that's what they're doing. And I think they're doing it in a very healthy way. They are. They are because they're not. And I think the the healthy part of it is that they're not making it about each other personally. They're they're representing their views. Two different views, but they're not attacking each other's views. I wish yes. Charming was a little bit more yeah. validating towards Snow, but that's like a but small nitpicky not, thing. Yeah. He's not shitting on her. He's not shutting her down. You know, He's what not I mean? invalidating. Right. Either, no, I yeah. wish there was a little bit more support. But you know what? It is their wedding day and it just got completely rocked. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. I'm OK yeah. with this conversation. Yeah, no, I, I actually, I, it feels, I, I respect it more because it feels real. It feels yes. like what a real couple. If you take out the fairy tale aspect through. of it and how an evil queen is trying to take them on, like 
this is a real conversation that you'd yeah. be having with your significant If you've other. ever been in any kind of relationship with someone, not even just romantic, but two friends can have an argument just like this. Yeah. You know, like if you've been in any kind of relationship with any other human being, you've either been involved in this conversation before, not not this not this high stakes, but something like it, or you've definitely been around it before. It's how you handle how it. it. Plays out. Yeah. It's, a, it's like one of the most common things of just like two people who want the same thing, who are saying different things. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, if you want the same thing, why are we opposite? You're like, you're not opposite. It's just, there are a lot more pieces to it. You happen to be. It's a longer journey to get to, you know, one side. Yeah. So you, but you, but ultimately it's the decision of the two people who are having the conversation to, instead of standing in their opposite corners, figure out a way to bring it together and make it one thing instead of two separate things. Yep. So let's see how they come out of this. Also, this wedding dress was a choice, and I don't think I've ever talked it's about it before. But this I'm kind moment. Of <laughs> it's really beautiful. Let's not ruin our honeymoon. We also you have can to go remember anywhere that. you want to go. Uh, charming as a male at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, he is definitely looking forward to this honeymoon, and he I probably mean, would not let anybody get in the way of it. Yeah, I mean, I do honestly believe though that. His primary concern. His primary is concern is, is safety and happiness, but I but mean, not just that. It's 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 his wife's, you know, because I, I do this too. Yeah, like if if when Taryn is troubled about something or like stressed or whatever, I am a different person who does not have that problem. Whatever problem she's having that doesn't affect me in any way, I cannot have a good day if I know that she's upset or she's like or you know, it's my responsibility to because she does this with me too. If I'm upset, she doesn't just go about her day and pretend like it's right. not happening. To I her know. Too. I mean, you're no. a unit. So there's a certain uh, amount of it that, like, I do when he says, "Let's not ruin our honeymoon." I know I, that is obviously a factor. But okay, well, obviously it's a factor. Like, it's a, yeah, it's that, we can't it's not we pretend like it's not. We can't skip over but, this. She gets pregnant in like a day, so yeah, right, like right after. <laughs> obviously, do, the honeymoon goes just fine because Emma is here like eight yeah, months yeah, after yeah, the wedding. Yeah. So. Spoilers, it all works out. But I do believe him when he says, "Let's not ruin our yes. honeymoon." I hear him saying like. If she spends all this time, like this, look at the face she has right, on right now. If she spends all this time being this frustrated, then they don't get to spend any time on their like relationship as people. And they will look back and her honeymoon will be ruined. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's trying to save this he's memory. He's trying to save it. Exactly. Yeah. Before it gets completely ruined. Because there's only one of those. You know what I mean? There's you, only like, you, you, just, this just is like something that you don't yeah. get back. So yeah, no, I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere? As long as it takes your mind off Regina for a few days. See, she's she's trying to get her to take a like to unplug, take a vacation. The Summer Palace. It's where my parents spent their honeymoon. I always dreamt of going there with my husband. It's a little weird. Well, no, you can't. It's a little weird. That is. Okay. That kind of made me uncomfortable. Also, the makeup they have on him to make him look younger is phenomenal. <laughs> Both he's of their faces look so much softer. He's young, and, and he is, we have to remember, to your point, he is younger than what we see now. Right? I, that's what I mean. Like, they really did a great job making them look younger. Yeah. She does not feel quite as younger as he does. No, I, but they put a the, it's a the, wig, you know? The wig like, is crazy, but there is a little bit of the acting in there where... He feels a little bit more spry and she can't be because that's how it's written, right? But there's a little bit of the snow and red version of snow, right? She's tough. She's still tough because she was she's living tough, out in the woods. She's tough, but she was then too. But this feels like current Storybrooke mm -hmm. Mary Margaret, not 
that version snow it's a very small nuance i don't think she's doing anything wrong but there's it it just objectively looking at the scene there is something that feels missing with her and that might just be the way that the scene is written is it's kind of annoying that she's so blind to everything that's going yeah. around her we're about to see when leroy's walking in right now pals and i want to see like there was clearly something uh, an alternate uh, an um ulterior motive in her head because she was not into the kiss just now all that stuff at the end was not her letting go she just fooled kind of a a doofy you know guy who she was looking for her to do that so he saw it because she didn't resist but you could see all that's what he was waiting for and she gave it to him because she said we need this conversation to be over it's not gonna go we're gonna go in circles all night long that's what she and it's a little i don't feel like that's really snow's mo i feel like she this is a little bit too I don't know, though, because I think she needs a minute to think. And look what she got. She got him to say, okay, great, I'm going to go plan. And now she can sit here and she can go, all right, now I'm going to plan, too. I need to but figure out what to like do. But does that feel like a – I agree that she needed it. Does that feel like the way that Snow White would have done it? Because to me, a powerful female would have looked at him in the eyes and said, look, I need to think about it and you need to respect that. That's no, a powerful female move. I do think it's a powerful female move, but she is also in – Woods survival mode, which means you do anything to get oh, out. Yeah, no, you're right. So I do you're think right. that it is a snow trait. Do you know what I mean? Because as soon as I saw that, to me, I was like, "Here's another guy riding another flaily female." To nope. just go, "Oh yes, honey, whatever you want," and then, no. and then turn around and be like, "I'm going to do what I want." I hate when guys write women. I don't like think that that's what she did. Annoying. She did whatever okay. she needed to do to get out of the situation. Which, when woods- you are a female, sometimes that is the safest thing to do. I don't think yeah. she was she, she didn't feel in danger with charming you know what I mean but yeah, yeah, she yeah, said yeah. what's the easiest way besides yeah. trying to have a conversation about it because he's not hearing me and I'm not hearing him yeah. so no you're right let you're me right. move this on so I can get five minutes of my own time yeah let's let's see what she says to Leroy the castle's secure evil queen's not getting past a single dwarf thank you grumpy you know I couldn't help but overhear you and the prince jeez all right really going for thin masonry <laughs> He thinks it's the best way to send a message to Regina. Yeah, I, mean, I heard what he said. What do you think? Yes, Grumpy. I think. I fucking love you. He's the best. There's something at the Summer Palace that will help us defeat our once and for all. See, I figured that. Yeah. That's my girl. So what about that shadow? I figured that, but doesn't that feel already? <laughs> I'm sorry, this flag. This is just black. It's just yeah, this shadow. shadow trapped in a piece of fabric. It's kind of dark. It's kind of a dark uh, symbolism here. Um. Doesn't it feel, I don't know, it feels to me like it takes away from her that, sh- like, I feel like she should have included him. And I agree. No, 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 because, no, no, no. Well, I don't know. I don't care about that. I, no, I, I do. Wanted I think her it to really... be heard because she wasn't heard, though. That's the problem. No, I know. She... But on your wedding night, you lied just immediately. <laughs> like, Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You just do the... what you have to do. I just they were they were our original strong power couple that we rooted for. Like I'm I'm thinking about 7:15 a.m. Like they were they're the penultimate OTP. You know the one true pairing. Right. Like, and but so, maybe so this is me, showing us that even the strongest couples have holes because this yeah just right, really kind of put yeah. a damper on it. Where you're like, oh my god, on your wedding night you're gonna fucking lie. Like that's that's how you're gonna start off your marriage with a lie. 
And I don't, I don't even blame her. I, I'm thinking again, I'm kind of taking myself out of the story here and going, why didn't you write? She, we've always said this. She is stronger than David. She always has been. Yes. Always. She's been a hunter. She's lived on her own. David tripped into this and he's got a good heart, but he's a doof. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. He's a strong doof. I don't know. So if she is stronger than David, why they, they, they made that couple like that in the beginning. She was always the one calling the shots, right? So it, if this scene was written in a different way, she could have sat him down, his his doofy, good-hearted self, and said, and she could have calmed herself down or let him calm her down. And right then and there, gotten into a place where she goes, I know what I'm talking about. And in a calm way, right? Not Not frantic and radical. And have him say, I understand. I trust you. And have him give her back that thing where they are now compatico, right? Like, yeah, they're, because they're like, now look. Now she's conspiring with Grumpy instead of her husband. So it That's what I mean. Sucks. That feels dirty. And it, it feels like this, the, 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 the OTP we met in Storybrooke, this does not feel like the origin story of that couple. That no. true love, love conquers all story. You know, like something no. feels like we need to. I wish she just said like she couple. needed. I wish she said what she said, like, OK, we can go to the Summer Palace. And she just took a minute to breathe and yeah. try to. Feel, I wish the Summer Palace thing wasn't a lie. That kind of pissed me off. Yeah, I, I didn't think, remember oh, that. I thought she genuinely did want to go to the Summer House because it held good memories for her. And now I realize you just did that to manipulate yeah. David. You manipulated I him. I, I don't mind a lie of omission. I don't mind if it was done in a way where she goes to Summer Palace and then he says, why the Summer Palace? And then she says, I'm just trying to think of all the options or something like that. Don't you worry about it. I'll take care of it. Something like that where she do, she it t- says that there's something more, but just, it, but just but says, lied. I don't want to tell you right now. That's, I don't, to me, that's not a lie. That's just a, that's a, I'm withholding information because right. I'm trying to, you know. But make, then she did lie. Cover bases. But then, but she like. She like really him lied. Believe it was yeah random, and, it's and then like, immediately turned around and told Grumpy the truth. Like, hello. Like, why couldn't Why couldn't she have? And I think she couldn't have said to him. Why can't you have both? Why can't I want to go to the summer palace because my parents went there and had their honeymoon? Also, I think I have something there that could maybe help us. Because that also would have would have allowed a compromise instead of a. Why couldn't we have best of both worlds? That yeah, because he said, "I want you to get your mind off Regina for a few days." And I think what the way they were leading that was that if she said, "Well, I want to go here because of a Regina thing," that he would have scolded her for still thinking about Regina when going on their honeymoon. When that's a really responsible thing to do. Yes, you're killing two birds with one stone. So, so if she would have said, "Okay." I will go relax on my honeymoon on one condition. Let's go somewhere that at least I think, you know, we have something that we can defend ourselves with. And he goes, I think that's a good compromise. That's a couple. That's yep. a marriage. Yep. And they they took that away by making it a, I'm going to fool my silly husband. Because this, I, I and again, I'm going to admit, this is very triggering because we talk about this all the time. People that we see, not us, but, pe- you know, we've we've seen people who very clearly don't like their husbands or don't like their partners. And they do a lot to manipulate them just for their own sanity purposes. And I'm like, why are you in a relationship with someone that you're constantly have to manipulate to be happy? Right. That's not a good relationship. Not that I'm I'm in no place to judge anyone. I'm not mad at Snower Charming for this. That's what I mean. Yeah. I was looking at it on a writing level. Like they did the best that they could with the characters were reacting the way that they should if they were given that situation. But, But the writers could have made the marriage and the couple mean more if they had wrote that scene in a way that that um, backed 
what they tried to tell us in season one. And this is, I think, what some, and I could, some people could tell me I'm wrong, but that there was some criticism of the flip-floppy nature of the character integrity on this show. Yep. And how they would do things like late in later seasons versus what they told us in the beginning. Because they told us such strong things in the beginning about how the characters were, and then they, they like, reneged on it and took it back. And I, I don't like that they made David in Neverland do these, like, weird other things. Right. In, in these ways that didn't make sense when the David of 7.15 a.m. was still trying to not hurt Catherine, but knew that something was in. He didn't have to do that. Yep. He could have. Why didn't he withhold the information the way that he did with, you know, with the dream shade stuff? Like it just it didn't it doesn't feel like the same person. And it doesn't feel like anything traumatic enough happened that the person would change into someone else. Yes. So it's just I just have a lot of questions. That's all. I still love the show. I still. And this is not, you know. That's this not isn't like the be all risk. end all. It's not going to break our feelings towards it, but like it's just kind of no. Meh. It's not super problematic, but it's a relationship stuff in particular is very triggering to both of us because we have very high standards on our personal relationships, and we sometimes hold our opinions of other people's. Like we're not judging anyone else's relationship, but just in the way that we just casually talk about like yes, what we, we observe. Okay, we are, but <laughs> but the way that we observe other you know other things, we're confused because we're like why. Are you okay with that? Like if, or if you're being hurt, why are you staying? Like why there, there's a lot more. I have just a very solid foundation of a marriage where like it is the most concrete, concrete thing. And every time that I see somebody settling for something else, I'm like, but why? But why? If there are other options. Yeah. I mean, but that's true of anything, you know, if just being by yourself is being better than with somebody that fucking doesn't respect you. That's definitely true. I am Britney Spears wearing the shirt that says dump him. At all times. <laughs> if you ever come to me and you tell me that your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whatever, your, employer. your partner, yeah, Sometimes your friend, your employer, yeah. if you're telling me that they're wronging you, I will have no other opinion besides dump him. walk away. The answer dump is him. dump him. The answer is your boss, always dump, dump him. him. <laughs> I'm not. I have like just I have no room for that. Yeah, that's that's only just, accept that's just the, the best into your life. life. That's what you deserve. Jesus. Oh my we God. we do not judge people who don't live like that. But. But if yeah. you're asking me my opinion, I'm going to tell you to yeah. dump him. That is definitely our, our viewpoint. Feel like, oh my God, my boyfriend told that. me my skirt was ugly and too short and I shouldn't wear it out. I would be like. Oh yeah, definitely dump him. I'd be like, dump him and get a shorter skirt. <laughs> Let your ass hang out. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't you, care. You want to know what kind of friends you get when you're friends with us? That's, that's it. Listen. That's a perfect example. I waited until uh, the day that I got. I did not. My boyfriend was a piece of garbage in high school. Okay. Absolute piece of trash. I had no respect for myself. And he dumped me and cheated on me. He was a piece of crap. And then I took him back because I needed a prom date. And I went to prom with him (laughs) because I needed a date. And then the day of my high school graduation, he was a year younger than me. So he came to my high school graduation and we went back to my house. And he was like, all right, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want you to go home. We're done. I waited. I played the long game. I dumped him on the day of my graduation. I said, you are very high school and I am not in high school anymore. (laughs) Bye-bye. That's the energy that you bring into this for the rest of your life. Uh, there's a very obvious and well-known age gap between us, but I can't even perfectly describe to you how, where I would have played in this whole thing because that would have been back behind you just completely cheering you on. It'd be like, it's a great plan. I, I literally totally said leave this. and my parents were like, what do you want to do for dinner? And I was like, I want a buffalo chicken grinder from the place on the street. And that's what we <laughs> yeah. did. And my whole the, family supported me. 
the level of like high school age best friends we would have been. I know I'm it's just insane you right now. It's so crazy because that's those are the people that I, I would have. I am, in fact, and I am still friends with to this day. Is <laughs> the people that I supported like that, and they supported me that way too. So don't don't tolerate that shit. Anyway, we're we're on a soapbox. Anyway, I'm sorry. dump him. <laughs> don't. All right, yeah. Isla and Mackie say dump him always. About what? Literally anything. anything. Start again. It just told no, you we didn't like what you cooked. Dump him. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> It's very much right thing. Your boss anyway, said you right. can't take PTO. Leave. You, oh yeah, <laughs> that's it. Sure. You're done. You then did. I quit. You're yeah, on unlimited very... PTO. Bye. <laughs> also take our take everything we say with a grain of salt because we're very dramatic. Anyway, we'll we'll uh, we'll continue. Don't worry, it's trapped, just as it was in the candle. The shadow is what we're talking about. The only person who can free it safely in here. Ew. Of course, and then except wait, wait, wait. no, except no. And, and the director was like, "Okay, right there, you're gonna slam cut right into a picture of Henry, like walking Ooh, around, and we're gonna be like, eyes. not. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> All right, so now uh, Henry, Henry, stupid not Henry. That's what I'm calling him, stupid Pan not Henry. Henry. Yeah, uh, is now with this uh, homeless kid he picked up off the street, also known as MGK, who looks just like a just a meth head. Whose real like name escaped. is actually Felix, surprisingly. Wait, did we find that out? His real yes, yes. His name is Felix. Oh, no. His character's name is Felix. Not his real name. Oh, yeah. Name. I don't know. The character's name is MGK. Name is, so, yes. Felix. But so Felix. MGK. Uh, here we go. So. All right. What if someone decides to open that box, let the real boy out? That's not the problem. Trust me. What's the next step? No one notices these Thank, Thank you. I was just going to say that. In the corner. Hey, Mom. Dad. What about Felix? He's still free. What are you doing? They need to trust me. Henry's right. Can't just let Felix walk away free. Also, they can hear you whispering. We got plenty of cell space for this guy. He's just a... Okay, at the end of the day, he is a kid. No, Henry. Right. Once I seal the box in here, no one can break the spell but me. And you're not going to do that? Not even me. I'm on pan trapped just as much as you. Don't worry, Henry. He's not getting out of there. We won't let anything happen to you again. I promise. Where's Ruby? She's right. You needn't worry. <laughs> Ruby is off. As long as I'm alive. Get the hell out of here. That boy will never see the line of day. Pretty sure Megan Ori is off taping something else, but I don't know where they're explaining where Ruby is. I think she's just elsewhere in, the, in oh. the town. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So, what now? Well, that's a question I haven't had to ask myself. I didn't think I had a future. But you do. The boy wasn't your undoing. And neither was Pan. So now you can stop worrying about prophecies and start thinking about your future. Oh, yeah, they're all like, wow, what do we do now? What's next? So but there's only one of those parts on the <laughs> Like rocking back and forth. So, um, Henry's like, do I got to go back to school? Or? <laughs> That's a good question, actually. Is it summer? Like, what is it? Gross. Get a room. I know. Wow. Jeez. All, All right. We're at Granny's. I don't know how Granny acquired a liquor license to be serving in a diner, but that's fine. She's well, probably the only person. There's no bar. Room. We you is there a liquor it. store? Is there a packy? Jesus just lived a fairy tale of her own. A packy. Right. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks. You okay? 
Yeah. Why? Because you're acting so fucking weird, Pam. Seriously, you're not good at impersonating like, oh, like, oh, oh my god. god. Oh, they from the they're, all, <laughs> they're all eyeing this kid. It's hilarious. See the lady swan. Yeah, he's just here to throw back a few with the doors. I made a decision when it comes to Emma. I'm gonna back off. Back off? For the sake of the boy, let his parents have a fair shot without a devilishly handsome pirate standing in the way. You can't you tell serious? me he's such a yeah. good guy. I am devilishly I handsome. <laughs> I love him so much. Look at this. This is such a beautiful interaction. I really love this. For the long haul. You've already walked out Mama once. Oh. I'm not so sure she'll let you back in. Fair. You? Listen, I respect him a lot for A, not trying to like be sneaky and do something underhanded. He's just saying that like he's on the outside. He's also not really being outwardly disrespectful to, no, he's Neil, not. to this other guy. He and he's saying, I'm going to respectfully bow out as part of like a gentleman's code and and really for the sake of Emma and for it, the boy. It so wasn't even that's everybody. what I think was the best part of it. It had nothing to do with Emma. It had everything to do with Henry which is exactly what Hook was trying to do with Bay back in the day. He just wanted to do right by him, remember? And right. now he's doing it again. Like, he's just proving that he really is a good guy. Pirate has a good heart. And I think that that's totally fair to say, you guys have a rocky past, and if it continues to be rocky, I will be here for her. Right, right. While still respecting Neil and still respecting Emma as a person to make her own decision, which I think is huge because usually when there's two men fighting over a woman, they literally never take her opinion into consideration. And right. I great. All around, great. I, I I like the fact that he's also putting that out there without like I know he fully has intention to do that, but I think it is really respectable to say that to the other guy. To yeah. be like there's a little bit of psychological play going on of just like trying to get in his head to make him feel less confident. Because the less confident he feels, the less successful he'll be ultimately. But he's not doing it in such an aggressive way that is feels like machismo. You know, like he's trying to inflate his chest and push himself around. I think that's what makes him so cool is his mm-hmm. his, his like, oh I'm devilishly handsome. And it's the confidence like the the strongest people in the room are the ones who don't have to be the loudest. That is really the strongest character point for me. And if Emma heard that conversation, I think she would have been okay with it. Yeah, because it wasn't disrespectful, really, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. Love Hook. Big fan. And I love Neil, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Green. Her name is Tinkerbell. I know. I just didn't think that I would You'd ever... ever see me again? Bitch, Likewise. I knew her before you. Give Tinker wings back. I know her name. In case you forgot, I don't take orders from you. Look at Regina. Oh, yes, girl. Mm. No, Blue's being a bitch. Even though Tinker does the work again. Let's see. Well, briefly, I mean, sort of glowed for a moment. It's not something I can do at the drop of a hat. Well, then there's a problem. What? You don't believe in yourself anymore. I mean, we are going to believe part. in you if you can't even do that. I need a drink. Do you notice that Regina is wearing blue? (laughs) I don't think that's a coincidence. I'm just saying. I don't know what it means, but right? It can't can't be by chance. I don't like Blue Fairy's attitude. She thinks she's better than everybody else. And I think I'm team blue as a villain. I think uh, it's hard to ignore that they seem to be playing into it a lot more lately than they did before. Yeah. What What was the whole point of Even if it's subconscious... 
or or not subconscious even if it's uh like not the in- original intention of the script whether that's her performance of it or the script is just kind of leaning in that direction because what there's just not enough animosity in the scenes right? now like somebody's got to be angry and it's it just felt like Regina, such mean girl energy else. yeah i mean i well I, and and Sometimes they write in stuff like that. This is another thing I learned when I was listening to the Good Place, the podcast. Yeah. Um, Because most of that show, once they started interviewing the actors and actresses, they started interviewing the writers. That was a big thing on that podcast. It was Mm -hmm. like really getting into like how they came about, you know, came uh, did brought up the ideas and how they fleshed them out and how they worked together. And something that they do sometimes is to write those things like that in. So now there is a character growth uh, trajectory for Blue and Tank. Uh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That makes kind sense. of recovery, right? Mm-hmm. So they have to write in this th- this reason for them to get to a new place. And and the weird part is sometimes it didn't exist before. And you have to, like, fabricate one so that they have a place to hug it out later in a season or so. You know, Like what I mean? calling her by the wrong name, like being like, Green. And Regina's like, her name is Tinkerbell. And she goes, yeah, I know. But, like, but they... See, so this is the thing, is that that establishes this uh, power struggle between Regina being the the queen of something and, like, Blue was queen of the fairies. She was in charge of all the fairies. I mean, at least that's what they were alluding yeah, to. Yeah, I just, I just thought it was unnecessary and mean. That just felt like a power struggle between two leaders of something and Regina trying to kind of, like, come in on her turf and tell her how to lead. lead. You know what I mean? But Regina was really just trying to help out a friend she was but there's bad blood between blue and green to begin with you know what i mean wow. and that's how they referred to them se- like that was more of a like inside thing that she's that regina's not a part of which where the attitude came from and then her pushing up on blue's turf now blue has no jurisdiction over her anymore because she outcasted her so she's kind of being uh, you know unreasonable by yeah, because you know to... what if you want to be a leader you're being a very bad one right that, now right you're not being an inspirational leader you're just kind of pushing people around you're making Regina so, look like the good guy right which is well maybe that because that is kind of like a twist so i i get why they would do that you know they would because now because or maybe was that whole thing just so that we could start siding with regina more on stuff that's an so easy could, way to get her out but of now the at least you see category. regina has a friend because remember when they all got off the yes. ship it was kind of sad and you're like all right look now look at just and tank for that matter is maybe that why that scene existed just to just to give regina some kind of like objective you know right. the, uh, rumple has bell you know uh, they all have henry to give her kind of purpose you know it could be a few things and that's I wish we were more important and more influential to be able to like, I would love to talk to a writer on this show. I really would. Because like one of the main hitters, obviously. Hello, Jane. Get, listen, Jane, <laughs> we're going to have to talk to Jane before the end of this show happens. Just just as a pipe. We are going us. to shoot our shot at some point. We're going to shoot it. We're going to figure it out. Social media has made weirder things happen. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but not just her, like like the, some of the repeat repeaters. This one's Andrew Chambliss. This, yes, this and week, we do right? like his episodes. We've generally. seen Andrew Chambliss quite a few times. So just, you know, like I would love to respectfully inquire about a few things. Kalinda Vasquez, she would be another Kalinda good Vasquez, one. Kalinda yes. You know what I mean? Like, and that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to include that in part of the pre-show for the entire duration of it's us doing so this. It's so important, though. And as somebody yeah. that doesn't really know a lot about, you know, movies and TV, aside from what you watch on movies and tv i think that this was so cool to do because now i'm so invested in writers and directors whenever i look whenever i watch anything now like i watch credits through just to see who does what and i think that it's so interesting because now i feel like we do have a relationship with these writers because they are pouring themselves into the storyline so 
I don't know, you can pick up little nuances of each individual writer. Like we can tell a Jane episode from an Andrew Chamberless episode. I I, I feel like we can. I mean, we're definitely talking about it in ways that yeah, you know, bring up how the certain... characters talk and stuff per episode. You can tell you there is a it's difference. subtle. It's very it's subtle, subtle and I think yeah. the only reason we notice is because we literally drive into it every we're, week with we're letting us yeah. know. Yeah, and it's there. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I I like I like how juicy that scene is, but I think the real power behind it won't come up until where it's a we long see game. Tank's trajectory go. Well, I don't know how long though. It might not even be no. that long. But we, but we do have to see how it ends up resolving and where Blue ends up at the end of that will really be my determiner of whether or not because right now she's just reacting. Mm-hmm. You know? She's just kind of instinct first, you know, which sometimes can be prickly. So I don't always jump to conclusions just then. I I am I am still team like I'm I'm at least suspicious of Blue at the moment. I don't know. I don't know if I'm full on I think like, I'm team villain. I mean, I <laughs> You do tend to need slightly less evidence than I do. I'm a little bit more. Uh, I'm a bitch. To convince. I didn't say that. That's not what I mean. I said it. <laughs> oh, man. This is great. I love this show. Right, anyway, let's keep going. How's he doing? As good as can be expected. Uh, uh, Emma, can we... See, she's being weird, too. Time to... Talk. He's so busy wanting to talk about himself, he didn't pick right it up. Now? Yeah, I, I thought maybe just the two of us. Are you trying to ask me on a date? You know, when you put it like that... Neil, I don't know. I... Hey, listen, Henry's back. And he's safe. We all are. For now. Okay, look. Safe for now. I'll make, it, I'll make it easier for you. Tomorrow I'm going to be hungry. Probably around lunchtime. And so I'm going to come here and I'm going to sit in that booth that you walk up and join me. And if not... I think that's fair. You guys did confess your love to each other before all of this Neverland bullshit happened. So maybe lunch. Is don't wrong. say it. Say what? Then I owe it to Neil to go on a date with him. You, you don't. Do. You owe it to yourself. I can't think about myself right now. I have to run and rage went through. Snow doesn't strike me as a beer drinker. It's a little... Who does she remind me of? Oh, she definitely strikes me as a beer drinker. Really? Oh, yeah. She's a woodsy guy's girl. For sure. Think about her like hunting roots and stuff and all, like all that. I, oh, for sure. I think she can. She, You know what she reminds me of? She reminds me of Marion from Indiana Jones. Oh, no. She can, gives like, me like a whiskey type girl. Oh, oh. Well, I think that too. On the rocks. Yeah. Same same vibe, really. Uh, same yeah, kind of. For the most part, yeah. All right, so they're at the Summer Palace. I assume this is the Summer oh, Palace. This, this is amazing. <laughs> he did carry her in his hands. So yeah, since I've been here. They don't have people to, like, take the stuff off the furniture? Oh, I miss this place. Uh, Do they also have someone to do this poor girl's hair? She's the princess of a kingdom. Can she not come in looking like she just got rained on? Uh, Apparently not. (laughs) This wig is a mess right now. I don't think I would be showing up to the summer house if it still looked like it hadn't been lived in in 10 years. Y'all are, like, aren't they king and queen? Yeah, they, like, own a kingdom. They don't have people for this? Yeah. They don't even have anybody watching them on their honeymoon? I'm so glad you talked me into doing this. See, this already feels dirty. Oh, oh, not so fast. Oh, worse, worse, worse. Between breaking the sleeping curse, taking back the kingdom, and seven dwarves breathing down our necks, it's not like we've had a lot of time on our own. I know. This is daytime TV. We should not. Something special for me. What's wrong with right now? Trust me, what I have in mind is worth the wait. (laughs) 
Alright. <laughs> Did you just see a... Horses. What else are you supposed to do? I'll stable the horses, what, all day? Hold on, I want to rewind real quick. All right. <laughs> yeah, It's not I like did. they're at an all-inclusive. <laughs> right. What are they doing? Uh, I d- yeah, there's n- and there's nobody. It doesn't look like there's servants or <laughs> any... There's nothing. It's just the two of them. Well, it's their honeymoon, so I assume. But even still, king and queen, I don't think the- they would be allowed to be there with no guards. Listen, Who I watched two seasons of Bridgerton, and you are never alone. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, for sure. Like, literally. I watched four seasons of The Tudors, and the king literally had sex with people in his bed. That's what I mean. Like, like, like outside, they would just pull a curtain back and stand right outside. Yeah, the they just stand like a little bit away. I don't know. <laughs> and, they, and the guards who actually, they made fun of it a lot on Tudors where they would, because King Henry VIII was infamously like a big pimp. Like in the, you know, he, he would just point it at women in the court and people would just bring them to his, his bedchambers. Yeah. And um, there was always these... <laughs> horrifyingly awkward shots of the two guards, the young guards that would be like right outside the chamber to keep people from like assassinating him, right? Yeah. Who would always be like side-eyeing each other from the like screams and crazy sounds yeah. that were going out of the bedroom. <laughs> I always laughed at that. My friend and I would always be making fun of that. I just like don't so, know yeah. what they're supposed to be doing on this honeymoon if they're not having sex. Like there's, like, the clearly the furniture is not even uncovered. There's, where are you getting fed? Yeah, like, and uh, what are you gonna go do? Weird. What are they gonna do throughout the day? Are he's gonna go stable the horses? So they're gonna horseback ride? Yeah, um, well, how did they get here? Oh, is he said horses, so it's two of them. So they just took two horses and bounced <laughs> to the summer the palace. To the summer. How far is the summer? Okay, we have a lot of questions. It's okay. I I did want to pause it because I saw a bluebird fly by the window oh. just now, and that's like a Snow White thing. You had a drink. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Why not? Okay. I go stable the horses. So he's just putting them away. Yeah, but how far is the stable? Shouldn't it be like right outside? A lot of questions. No, it's no, fine. Her little scrunch nose bitch. face, her little lying face. Yeah, I'm not, not a fan of this. Okay, sick fit though. Sick fit. I know, it's, it's really pretty. It's like a queen's. Love like that. A royal, like a royal hunting outfit. She's now escaping from her honeymoon. This is fucked. I remember this, actually. So, what exactly am I waiting for? How did you know? You know that look on your face? What look? You did. The look you have when you're up to something. I'm guessing this little excursion has something to do with Regina's threat. He's not even mad. When I was I'd a little girl, this is very the charming, palace servants though. used to tell stories of a fearsome creature that lived in a nearby cave. What kind of creature? The kind. You're telling me this is not of a gender swapped husband and wife. This is like he is the woman here. <laughs> Don't tell me he's not. Not you. Not the way. Right. Not the not the girls we know. A conventional women. Yes. <laughs> right. And 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 the women of, of fairy tales. Let's be honest. Even the women that I'm talking about are not real. They're the, only the ones on TV because that's not even real. You know what I mean? But. Tell me, that, look at, he's literally has his arms crossed right now. And he's like, oh, and he's like scoffing and rolling his eyes. And like, they literally just gender, and, and she's going off to fight some battle. Like, this is literally a gender swapped fight. It's the same thing. Just, okay, I'm going to rewind it. Listen to how he's talking. Let's listen to this for a second. That if you were to look into Listen to, I'm assuming this has to. The look you have when you're up to something. Listen to the, I'm going to rewind. Listen to the whole yeah. conversation. And tell me he is not. 
He is not the wife who knows better, who's giving him the benefit of the doubt and not even mad, right? Watch. Arms crossed, this whole stance. He, mm. she, he's completely caught. So, right? what exactly am I waiting for? How did you know? You know that look on your face? What look? The look you have when you're up to something. Even the smirk on his face. Yeah. He's the wife. excursion has something to do with Regina's little threat. excursion, he uh -huh. says. Yeah, yeah. When I was a little girl, the palace servants used to tell stories of a fearsome creature that lived in my cave. Yeah. What kind of creature? The kind. <laughs> if you were to look into her eyes, she would turn you into stone. They called her Medusa. And what, you thought we could turn Regina to stone? We're How? just going By right into Greek. Capturing this Medusa? No, no, no. no. Yeah, By really. cutting off her head. And what, sending it to her in a box? I haven't Even gotten that like far yet, but if yes. I have the head, I just need to make Regina look at her for a moment to turn her into stone. And I also, it's a half-cooked plan, which is typical of a doofy guy who just wants to go in and bash things, but has yeah, not like this is a terrible strategy. plan. Yeah, this is. I and you know what? I'm not mad at it. I'm actually overjoyed that they would do something like this. I wish that there was more emphasis put on the fact that it was gender swapped because I feel like it's actually pretty progressive <laughs> to make this argument reversed. I, I also like that. how it's a non-fight. It's not, yeah, because because the the wife in this case is de-escalating every. Yeah, he literally he, is shutting it down. He's like, all right. He's just making it. He's no. like, oh, what now? You're going golfing with your golfing buddy. He literally again. said, like, what creature? What creature? Like, <laughs> uh, she, this oh, this is great. I love this. I can figure out that part after I have to. Absolutely head. not. I'm not letting my wife venture into the woods to chase a monster. At least not alone. There we go. Thank you. Was waiting for that part. You mean? Yes. I'm coming with you. See? You're obviously not going to relax until we find a weapon to use against Regina, but Snow, you have to promise one thing. If we find this Medusa and figure out how to use her against Regina, you have to at least try to enjoy what's left of our honeymoon. Good thing I brought this. <laughs> oh. That's that really cool a transition. Bit, that's a little bit more reminiscent of season one the, of the couple that we know. Sorry, kid. Yeah. It's time for something you didn't have in Neverland. That time. But drink for a good transition. Yes. Oh, let's say goodnight to Regina. Good night. Quite. Didn't realize it was getting so late. It's going to be hard to let you out of my sight. Maybe you don't have to. Maybe I could stay with you tonight. Oh. Of course. Yeah, just call me tomorrow. And Thank you, Emma. Time that we pick you up. Come on, Henry. I'm really glad we did it's not cold. make that a fight. No, they're navigating this well, but they, yeah. they have been for a while though. But that's good co-parenting, and it's nice to see back in the real world. You it's know okay. what I mean? Yeah, totally. Probably just wants to spend his first night back in his old room. But yeah. that's that's not why she's being weird. She's suspicious. yeah, she is suspicious. But I'm glad she didn't like try to come at Regina for that. Well, she knows. I don't. She's not suspicious of Regina. She's suspicious nah. of Henry. So she's she's completely blinded by her senses are going off. So she's just you know she's dead. You know how she gets when yeah, she she's has a tingle. You know, yeah. Which is good because I'm at least at least one character. Is, at least somebody. Oh, uh, hey, drink. Avengers. It came out the year before. Lights out, young man. Mom, your vault. Did you bring that over with you? What does that mean? Yes, Henry. Bring it. You know that. With all your magic. Why are you asking all these questions? Because I might need that stuff to protect myself from Pan. Oh, honey, he can't hurt you. He's locked up in Gold Shop. But what if he gets out? What if he finds a way to come after me? 
This is where the mom and me would go. We're gonna go see Archie tomorrow. Magic is the answer. My vault is sealed shut for a reason. It's dangerous. I'll protect you. Magic is no matter the answer. what. Can we just talk about the huge victory of the hearing Regina Mills say magic isn't the answer? Queen shit. Queen shit Y'all. right there. That's MVP worthy right there. That's MVP moment. She said no. Drink to that. Love you, Regina. Yeah, that was a that was a really I wish that there was like a I don't know, a musical swell or something to like you know what I mean? Like I, I should have been, really, been a big moment. I mean not that it was. We're I making it a big here. moment. We're celebrating yeah, yeah. her. Good job, Regina. Yeah, totally. Now it's time for you to go to bed. You can even hear in her voice how soft she is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like as a mother. Yeah. Which is that's a big kudos to Lana for making that separation. She's really Yep. Embodying this character really um artfully, I think. I like how they made his room kinda look like the darling's room with the striped wallpaper. I never noticed that. It's really yeah, it's a good point. It does feel very Victorian. She didn't even get down the hallway. Seriously, she would hear all this stuff. <laughs> I wish she could still, like, fly. Instead, <laughs> re-fly across the story. I know, right? I was just going to say, I wish you could just, like, zip up. Oh. It's time. Oh. Oh. So the shadow just zipped out of the out of the boat out of the sail let's uh drink for the clock tower i guess yeah. time we, see the, yeah. we don't uh, need to be doing that you weren't mad are you <laughs> i fell in love with you on a troll bridge after you robbed me and hit me over the head with a Hold clock on. i knew what i was getting myself into into the thick of it into the thick of it into the thick of it Oh, one According of the dumb the legend, facts in the wiki was David mentions that they Medusa met on a troll bridge. That is in reference to the fairy kill myth that trolls live under bridges. Oh, yikes. Guys, <laughs> we got it. <laughs> they do that, but they're not like, hey, a blue bird flew by the window yep, when nope. they were talking. Just and a blue needed bird. to let you know about Missed the troll bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Any way to lift the curse, turn them back into flesh and blood? The only way to free Medusa's victims is to kill Medusa. And no one's figured out how to do that. She's immortal. So cutting off her head... Well, it won't kill her. It'll just make it easier to turn Regina to stone. Why can't they just ask her? Are you sure you want to condemn Regina to a fate like that? So you're on her side now? No, I'm on your side. You know that. It doesn't sound like that. It's just when we imprisoned Regina, you stopped her execution. You said killing her wasn't the answer. So how was turning her to stone any different? Last this time is she also a soft us. approach. This time, she threatened the entire kingdom. We've protected the kingdom from her before, without a gorgon's head. He is the wife. This is my my favorite conspiracy. No, why can't you put Regina out of your mind for a single moment? I don't know. Because I can't. So, you coming? She literally even used the excuse because I said so Mm -hmm. (laughs) just now. Like it, I I I feel like it's not specifically the gender swapped piece, but transforming the wife's function into David into charming feels like it's on purpose. 
And I feel like it's speaking to something bigger and I'm trying to like figure out what that is. Is it speaking to Snow's abrasive approach? Is it speaking to the prince's soft approach? Is it speaking to his like more, um, com- you know, em- em- empathetic side? Because he's talking about, you know, condemning Regina to a fate like that. Does that it kind of silently tell us as viewers that we should be picking up on that part of the prince's personality you know right. what i mean his compassion and his empathy or or are we supposed to pick up on you know the fact that snow is uh maybe more impulsive than they they've led us to believe in the past you know what i mean maybe yep. a little bit more kind of jumpy and and uh flailing and and fly by the seat of her pants which we we saw a little bit but this is way more extreme than what we saw before because she's being almost unreasonable about it she's so blinded by vengeance and you know aggression that it feels a little out of place for someone who we when we met was so ultra compassionate and so no it can't be that there has to be another answer which the prince just brought up you know right i think that's why they swapped i don't know it's just uh you know we'll keep going but it's just it was just interesting to me to pull that out but miss all the honeymoon fun well come on like he's he's still making jokes to try and lighten the mood you know I never thought Granny's lasagna could taste so good. <laughs> Perhaps you'd like to wash it down with this. Is that? Yeah. An elixir. This will cure your dream shade poisoning once and for all. There you go. Here's your answer. You really found a cure already? I am a man in my world. And I owe you nothing. No price of magic. No... On the house. But we are family now, so I'm sure should I ever need a favor, you'd be more than receptive. Thank you. That was another big growth moment for Rumpelstiltskin. Mostly. He was like trying to not do a deal, even though he kind of did make a deal at the end. <laughs> like, well, but like a, like a tit for tat, you scratch my back, I scratch yours kind of thing. Like a not healthy like deal. A, you owe me. Yeah, it wasn't you owe me. It was like a, you know be nice to me yeah. too like, i don't know i don't know i like it i like that everyone seems to be entering a new chapter of their own story I exactly like so waiting for drinking. there's your answer it was a band-aid the elixir was a band-aid and now this stuff is supposed to like oh okay fix it for how you feel <laughs> they're so weird are they weird is it just me <laughs> they're so weird they're so weird It's a weird way to play this scene out. They had it at the diner, so it's like a normal event. It wasn't like at their house or something where they could. Let's just like. What do you think? Like, what well, if he started seizing or something? Wow! He just went right in. I didn't mean right now. Emma didn't listen to us. Oh. Oh, she's. Over. Her husband's like, "Hey, are you in the mood?" And she's like, "No, I'm busy." judging my daughter because that's all i'm busy matchmaking my daughter can you please like, leave can me you alone stop right now judging every single thing she does in the way she does it feel i know someone's gonna say she didn't get to be a mom and now she's trying to go into her mom and think but it's just annoying as a character to just watch it like if she wasn't here's my question if she didn't know that she was emma's mom or she wasn't emma's mom would she spend so much time feeling like she it's her responsibility to constantly judge every single one of emma's actions because i feel like she wouldn't no probably not 
I feel like she's doing that because she thinks that's what being a mom is. And you know what? What? You know what's another problem I have here? Snow knew this was happening today, and she still chose to come to lunch at the diner. Right. Why are you spying on your daughter? Very pushy. That's so inappropriate. And the other thing about this that's really annoying is we already know what kind of parentage she came from and how benevolent her mother was and how her mother taught her how to be like with her servants and how to be compassionate and empathetic, right? So this is not what you were taught about parenthood. Like what was she going to do if Emma came? Was she going to sit there and eavesdrop? Right. But this is like, weird. But the, but would her mother have done that to her? No. Because I don't feel like the mother that we saw that we no. learned about. So then, I don't know. It just seems like she, what example are you learning from? It seems weird. I know your mom was taken from you when you were super, super young, right? I get that. But like, it, this seems like a departure from what Snow was taught, is what I'm saying. It seems strange. This is just know? weird like, energy. Yeah. It, but it feels like at some point, if they would have wrote in something that happened that would have flipped them, that would have made them not be their normal selves, it would have made sense. But they're acting like not yeah. the, the two characters. They're being met. awkward. They gave us a backstory, and then they turned these two characters into people who don't fit that backstory. I'm just really <laughs> so, mad that she showed up to like, the diner the to like make sure that Emma showed up. That's... Yeah, and now she's like try like he's trying to have like an intimate romantic moment with her, and she's so distracted. She's like really that's distracted all she's by, thinking about. Yeah, which is also rude to Prince Charming a little bit. It's just funny because it's the exact same thing that we're watching in the Enchanted Forest with um, that too. Oh, with the with the look at she literally has something else to hyperfixate on. Is that why they're doing it? Yeah, just, I think so because she's literally hyperfixating in both worlds. Hyperfixating. Yeah, no, you're right. I've got this. Charming just wants to have sex. He just wants to get laid. And she's Literally, like, he's like, God damn it. <laughs> it's actually really funny. <laughs> to make him so desperate is actually really funny. Isn't Granny's that way? Did Neil say you? No, your no, overbearing no mother did. Yes. Your helicopter mom. At a table alone. Wanted to make sure you were okay. He didn't blame it on snow. Look at that. I wanted to make sure you're you okay. He's yeah, a good funny. guy at heart. Oh, she's wearing the red coat. Ooh. It's not Neil, Henry. Good one. He doesn't seem like himself. He barely recognized his storybook last night. He went through a lot in Neverland. I know, and he asked to spend the night at Regina's. Wow. Yeah. She did help us save him, and she did raise him until you came into his life. I know she did. Look, he probably wants to stay with you tonight. I wouldn't worry about it. You know, we're all recovering. I know. I just can't shake the feeling something bad is still going to happen, and I need to do everything I can to stop it. Yeah, I mean, you can't think like that. <laughs> Bad things do keep happening. And so do good things. But if you think like that, you miss out. Hmm. There's more to life than just looking for the next fight. I hear you. Now you gotta look for the. You should tell that to your wife. Oh, yes. Like, but like, also, bro, at me right now. I know. Jeez, yeah. For I feel real. really exposed. <laughs> I'm like, is David talking to me through the screen right now? <laughs> Holy crap! But yes, you're also right. <laughs> yeah, you can, can you like calmly give this advice to your insane wife who's being like this super is crazy solid, right really good advice right now that I think that the I entire like town needs. should hear. We oh, should actually town, just have a right. meeting. We should have a town yeah. meeting. Everybody should yeah get to benefit from this. <laughs> is made up of moments, good ones, bad ones, but they're all worth living. No, I seem to be a magnet for the bad ones. Then all the more reason to look for the good moments in between the bad ones. And you think having lunch with Neil will be a good moment? I don't know. Does yeah. he do with this <laughs> I'm not sure, Brady. That's the harm of finding out. Why is he half talking? Yeah, this is like whisper <laughs> acting. It's weird. <laughs> you need to go lift to Granny's. 
I, li I actually, it's funny, I actually I'm like sure it, you don't though. have other reasons for pushing He's, like, not meal. using his whole mouth. Like what? I don't know, keeping me away from Hook. You think I'm interested in Hook? Emma, I'm a married man. It's a cheating married man, but sure. <laughs> Come on, that was funny. That was a good dad joke. That was fantastic. It was. It's not funny when you've actually cheated on someone, though, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hook. Oh. You okay? I'm fine. No. The question is, are you? You should probably not pull people with your weird hook. It's kind of strange. Why wouldn't I be? Well, I know the story, Brooke and Beard, this Orlington place, if you're not used to it. Perhaps a drink to help settle you in. We both know you want more than a drink. You want me to help take your mind off Emma. Emma? Who's Emma? I only see you. I may have lost my wings, but I haven't lost my dignity. That's never gonna happen. God, I love Rose McIver so much. I know. She's got such a gravitas to her that I really enjoy. She's got a lot of stage presence. I love screen her. Presence in this case. <laughs> Alright, what, what is this that? nonsense? It's, it's gotta be the shadow. Which, nobody noticed the black flag was missing this morning? No. Perhaps. <laughs> there. Hook is being just like a drunk idiot now. See you again. You couldn't have just... You wrote him with all this integrity and now you're just throwing it away for what? Like... It's the advantage. So Blue is having her shadow taken away. So the Honestly, shadow. deserved. <laughs> you're so angry, it's so funny. <laughs> I like that you stick to your guns. Well, I just hate that she made Tink feel so small when she's in a new place. You know no, what I mean? Like, and she's already yeah. down on her luck. I, I, that felt like bullying. So you said the shadow only takes orders, orders from, from one person. And Emma's putting the pieces together. Come with me. Something's happened. <laughs> Dude. Jacob Gilmore? Is that his name? No, Jared. Jared, Jared Gilmore. He's he's really he's earning really, his check. Yeah. He's doing a good job splitting up these two, you know? That was not me laughing at him. That was, like, nervous laughter. Like, he really is playing Pan in Henry's body. Yeah, but, like, he's playing... And I playing, love But sometimes he has to play Pan in his body pretending to be himself. Yes! And I who is love also not when Jared that Gilmore. happens in TV shows and movies when, like, um, Harry Potter... Hermione mm -hmm. Ranger yes. when she had to like pretend I don't know just so funny yeah what's your uh, what's your name Tim what's his name's wife Helena Helena Bowen Carter. Carter yes when she yeah, has to play to, Bellatrix she Yo, had to pretend Helena to be had Hermione to play Hermione as Bellatrix as Bellatrix which is not the same as Helena Bonham Carter playing Bellatrix as an actress. She's playing a different actress who's playing a character like three roles her character. in one yeah. Because you have to, you have to consider like she's actually doing an Emma Watson. She's doing an impression of Emma Watson doing Hermione Granger. If Emma Watson playing Hermione Granger was playing the character she plays, I watched an interview where they talked about it, and it was so interesting. I feel like I've seen that one. Yeah, it was so <laughs> like good. I've, I've heard a bunch of stuff about that, but like he's literally playing, you know, what's his name, Robbie, whatever. Mm -hmm. He's playing him, playing Pan. But he's pretending to be him playing Pan. But Pan is pretending to be Henry to these people. So at some point, he's playing Robbie's interpretation of Pan pretending to be the Jared Gilmore version of Henry. Yeah. But he is Jared Gilmore. So he has to play Henry slightly differently than Jared Gilmore would play Henry. Right. That is a really complex thing as an actor to kind of, especially a character you've been playing for so long. At 12 to or kind 13 of, years old, however old he young? was. At that young? 
that's hard for an adult to do. Yeah. That's really hat, hats off. Seriously, that's a, that's a really impressive uh, piece of nuance that I'm sure he was coached in. You know, that's a that's a really specific piece of acting um, that has a lot to do with body language, and that's why his tone changes. If you notice, his Henry voice right now is, is not the same. The well, voice. he's older too, so he's no, like right no, in but- the middle of puberty. But you can but he's hear doing it. some of it. Yeah. It's not just deep. It's the inflection. It's the pace. It's the way that he pronounces words. It's the like the pauses, but it's like where he it's kind slower. of and his body language it's is a moodier. little bit more awkward. Yeah, it is moodier. Yeah. Yeah. It feels a little hazier. Yeah. And it, like he almost holds his shoulders up a little bit more. There's like a lot of little nuances. To, I'm, <laughs> if we ever talk to him, this is what happens. You do this and then you talk to him. He's like, oh, no, I just chucked it. And I <laughs> and I just I just did whatever I thought made sense. And I wasn't thinking about it. We're, at all. Like, we're like, putting hey, all this Jared, do you remember analysis. in season three, episode 11 or 10, whatever episode we're on right now, um, when you played Henry playing Pan playing Henry? Can you tell us about your technique for that? Like we noticed that you like held your shoulders up more and you were like standing up different and like nope, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> I was just I just read the lines, man. <laughs> it happens often. It was happening. I know on the that's Star why Trek I can't a meet a celebrity because I cannot have it real like I could not meet Yeah, like, yeah. I couldn't meet like Tom Ellis. Oh god, yeah. I couldn't. Because in your mind he's Lucifer. Like he's he's just he's Lucifer. It would period. it would upset me. Yeah, no, I know. Even watching him as Robin Hood, I'm like no. This feels like Lucifer playing a role, like, yes! you know, like in my head. And just like the like the times where he like fakes it on the show. Yeah, where he has to be someone else. That's what it felt. Like. It felt like a sting. Like I was waiting for what's her name to come out. Like <laughs> detective. God, I love that show. Detective wants to find her. Uh-oh. Oh my! So they're in Medusa's cave. Couldn't you just try and to reason with her first? Medusa? Yeah. Oh, she's like a big girl. Just be nice to her. She's kind of like a stray cat. Mm, It's more like a dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) You don't really really reason with a T-Rex. I'd try. At least in in all the lore versions of the stories, she doesn't even speak at all. I could never go to a Jurassic Park because I'd be like, come here, little baby. I know. Trying to feed them. So this oh, is yeah, she's a bitch. Okay. This is not a pe- not a piece of great CG. It's kind of plasticky and stuff. Yeah. But very hard. Oops. So they tried to cut her head off, and the and the sword broke. That wasn't part of the legend. Fantastic development. How are we gonna cut off her head now? We're not, Snow. Maybe you're right. Maybe we should have the palace. It's, it's fine. We just find a way out. I like how he's still not doing. I told you so. All right, let's see if they do this. So in the lore of this, um, let's see if this works. In the lore of, of this story, um, what's his name? Theseus, whatever his name is, the guy who defeats her, forces her to look at her own reflection and turns herself into stone. Oh, so okay. Let's see if how they do it. It looks so like Snow, that's what he's gonna do. Snow got caught. Damn! Uh-oh. <gasps> so she caught Charming, turned him into stone. I don't love this whole, I'm just gonna put my hand in front of my eyes and that will work. That I feel like that's not really <laughs> good enough, but... Um, yeah, so so now- I see it as normal because when I read books... Um, sometimes I find my eyes just moving towards the bottom of the page and I know something's gonna, like, get spoiled for me, so I will literally sit there. 
I want to hold it. I have like no self control, so I'll sit there with. My I feel Kindle. like I've seen you do that before. I do it a lot because I I've I don't know why my eyes before. just move to the part where I know it's so I literally will read like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, I'll yeah. move my hand every so often until I can finally catch up and read. Yeah, I had so bad. That's so, so funny. if I was snow, I'd be like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. I would just immediately look at her eyes i don't i'm so dumb like you could i don't not, know why yeah. like i'd be like oh my god i have to i'm like a fly flying so into technically a light. the way it's supposed to work is you look at her and then she has to look at you and like put like she do, has to do, engage do in the stoneness yeah. okay yeah 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 it's like a power that she can pass right it's not like automatic um but yeah in the original story that was the whole the whole thing is he couldn't get like he couldn't figure out how to get close enough to her or whatever mm-hmm. so he that was the whole thing it was him turning her like making her look at herself was the trick around this puzzle um and i think he cut her head off or whatever it was it was some something like that but i I wanted to see if like that's how they end up getting her defeated in this one yeah uh so now we're back in storybrook blue is like being (laughs) like being covered up like like she's a dead body in a cartoon yeah like a crime scene Uh, like i'm surprised they're not putting like a white chalk outline on her body but uh they're all here so we got hook tink henry Regina, Emma, Neil, and then the Charmings. I trapped it on the sale. Yeah, well, it got free. Hook, let's go back to the ship and get the candle. If it strikes again, we need to be able to capture it. Pan's behind this, I know it. He's trapped in a box under the floor of Gold Shop. Who else would be doing this? So Pan can still hurt me. We don't know that. Well, we have to assume he's still Henry is and not that he's that after Henry. Then what am I doing here? No, he's right. He's not safe out in the open. He'll protect me, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, he's playing into the mother thing. Go. Yeah. Take care of the shadow. Because be- uh, the Henry we know started Operation Cobra wait. and was going in to die. What? Yeah. Keep a close eye on him. I heard he said I would. I know. He just doesn't seem quite himself. Really? You mean because he asked for me? No, I didn't. I didn't mean that's that. exactly what you meant. Yeah, he knows that if Emma says anything, the fact that I'm his mother will. too. And maybe, just maybe, he wants me when he's frightened. You forget, I have ten years of soothing his nightmares under my belt. He's fine. This is not so fair to Emma Regina. or Regina. I just have a gut feeling. Well, maybe you can use that gut feeling to find the shadow instead of obsessing over who's going to comfort our son. I think Regina handled that really well, to be honest with you. She yep, and really... she still said, our son. She still she is respecting the relationship. Where are you taking me? The one place in Storybrooke the shadow can never get to. The place and, where I keep my magic. And she's not wrong either. Like, like her her interpretation of what's going on is not unreasonable. Like That's how anybody would feel in that right position, now. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Makes a lot of sense, actually. And look, he got exactly where he wanted to go. That promise pan. Touch anything. He's a cheeky mother. I promise. There's a lot of jumping around going on right now. It's kind I of know. nice. The energy is really high. I won't leave you. And I won't let her scare me away either. You're going to have to do better than that. Enjoying your honeymoon? Well, I don't remember inviting you. What's the matter, Snow? I'm cranky because your prince is now a statue. <laughs> I can barely tell the difference. 
You're really enjoying this. Immensely. This is all your fault. No, dear. It's yours. Oh, and I have to thank you because you saved me so much trouble. I didn't realize I can just sit back and let you destroy your own happiness. <laughs> Which is kind of what Charmin right. was saying to begin with. I did this. I defeated myself. Yeah, she literally was not wrong. Wait. Oh, maybe she is going to do it. Yeah. No one ever tried this? <laughs> Seems odd. It's a pretty logical conclusion. How many mirrors did they have back in the day? Snow. But you don't have to have a mirror, you can just have anything reflective, you know? Like, that was a shield. But they had to have had mirrors because they. Regina had one in her castle, they had magic mirrors. You know? Oh, yeah. Now I know what When did mirrors start? Like. <laughs> Hold on. He just said, now I know what Frederick Fields felt like. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's a great reference. That's that's a haha for us as viewers, <laughs> for sure. That's like a good like, oh, he got us. Uh, I don't know when mirrors started. That would be a good one to hear. I can just... Uh, Who invented the mirror? When were mirrors invented? This is like a Bill Nye episode. We're so bad. <laughs> Rise of the mirror in the commonplace dating as far back as 4000 BCE. So that gives you a good Before idea, Christ? Are we kidding? Like, like Egyptians and shit used, used mirrors. Oh, they yeah, did? Like, yeah, I think so. Apparently. 4, How BC, scary. Can you imagine looking at a mirror for being the first person to look in a mirror? How terrifying that is. Like seeing, well, they would have seen, they would have seen themselves in like the reflections of water and things like that. You know what I mean? I so it's not like they would have never seen themselves. But like It says like the that? invention of the silver glassed mirror, like a mirror that okay, the mirror so like we what know they just of, used, yeah. Yeah, is uh well no, what they just used was oh. just a reflective shield, but like a mirror a mirror like that you used to yeah. do your makeup in and like look at yourself. Uh it seems early middle ages. Damn. Um it says it says mirrors of polished copper in Mesopotamia was like 4000 BC, 3000 BC Egypt, Central and South America was 2000 BC. By the Bronze Age, most cultures were using mirrors from polished discs of like like metals like bronze and copper huh. and silver and stuff. Um 2000 bc middle age and renaissance uh so it, it really was a kind of following out through through history but it does wow. say um modern mirrors are credited for 1835 okay that's a like really like the long modern time ago. like like silver coating yep. clear glass in the front so that it's bouncing back with a with a solid back yeah but like obviously like reflections existed since science. So right, but you know, I don't know what I mean. Like, but like a hand mirror or like a like a solid mirror, yeah, it looks like the eighteen hundreds. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Lost you forever. How did you do it? How did you defeat her? I didn't. I let her defeat herself. I'm sorry. I was so focused on finding a way to beat Regina that I almost lost the thing. I could never live without you. Damn well, almost dead. Almost. How can I ever make it up to you? Oh God! Now that you mention it, yeah, I've got a few ideas. I mean, to be, f I would, I would be mad at that. Except, it, it's, it's been, fair. It's like, very fair. At this point, how many times <laughs> he's taken a back seat? You know, I'm afraid we're close. Whatever crisis you're dealing with, I'm done for the day. <laughs>
I love this. Pandora's box. Give it to me. Why would I do that? We need to open it. And let Pan escape. What, are you crazy? Somehow he's controlling the shadow from inside the box. Henry's life is in danger. And you think letting Pan out will change that? Yes, because we can stop him, finally, and forever. All due respect, Miss Swan, we barely succeeded in apprehending them the first time. If I've learned one thing, it's not to tempt things. I'm not Gold looking is to different apprehend too. him. Wouldn't you rather be sure he's gone? Or what do you have in mind? He's scared. I love this a lot. That's a sun fear right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're going to kick him out to the other side? What if... Oh, my God, no. Oh, yes, this is the scene. That's yeah, it is dub. the scene. Oh, my God, that was There's in the no trailer. Yeah. <gasps> ah, this if is it. pan outside Storybrooke, he'll be powerless to fight back. We only have... Uh -uh. Ten minutes I'm doing this. Oh god, okay, this I is it. I can cross the line and retain my memories. It's not about that. There's no magic over there. All due respect, the real world is my expertise. Yeah, we remember gold in New York. Terrible. Absolutely garbage. Pan on my this is a group he of people. Father. It's my hunch. If I fail, you're more than welcome to pick up the pieces. Emma. Be careful. This is a group of people being really responsible with, like, each other, you know? Yeah. Like, like they're respecting each other's boundaries and yeah. expertise a lot. That's kind of nice to see. So now we're going to have Robbie doing a Jared Gilmore impression yes. of Henry doing Robbie doing Pam. Oh, man. Mom? What? What are you waiting for? Shoot him. Don't. Please. I'm Henry. Pani. He switched our bodies. You expect me to believe that? Don't listen to him. This is one of his tricks. No, it's not. He did it right before Mr. Gold captured me in the box, I swear. Ah, don't come any closer. Shoot him! Maybe he's telling the truth. Maybe that's why I can't shake this feeling something's off about Henry. Maybe that's what he wants you to believe. If he steps over this line, we're all dead. All right. If you are really Henry, prove it. Tell me something only Henry would know. I got trapped in the mines. I tried blowing up the well. I like hot cocoa with cinnamon. This proves nothing. He's right, Emma. Henry could have told Pan all of this and never. She's wearing the coat. Pan by the way, the white coat. She is. Life is made up of more than that. There are moments he can't possibly know all of them. The first time you and I connected, you remember that? Not met, but connected. Yeah. Where was it? My castle. Right after you came to Storybrooke. And what did you tell me? That I knew why you gave me up. Why? Because you wanted to give me my best chance. really smart that she would know that facts and moments aren't <laughs> exactly it's people it's, it's feeling it's, it's yeah. yeah promise you're not going to incinerate us when we step over the line now robbie is doing a whole different side of his own literally they just connected yeah this is as beautiful. if they were son and mother and literally he's peter pan i'm sorry i doubted you henry I'm sorry I put you in this box in the first place. It's okay. I would have done the same thing. This is so weird. But so, and Gold is looking at Pan, who doesn't look like his dad, who really was his dad. But now it's Henry inside of Pan, but not his dad. Imagine his dad. the animosity that Gold has to push back right now. Like, uh, but, Right, because this is the face that's been punching him nonstop yes. for years. But now his dad is actually in the body of his grandson. I love when shows get this. I know. It's like my favorite thing in the whole world. 
he's on the way out here. Where's Pan? He just told you where Pan was. I'm for real. Can somebody call Regina? What is it? I was just thinking how lucky I am to have you protecting me here. Oh, Henry. She's blinded too. Well, I feel so over. bad for Regina right I now because promise. she's so desperate for this. Finally yeah. Going to be the you yeah. All she wanted was someone, someone to love. And that's also that's all she sees. Like this is so hard for her, and I feel so bad for her right now. And I don't even blame her for not. I love you. Oh. I do want to know why. I know. That's why this was so easy. I want to know why he wouldn't know what that was. You know what I mean? Like, magic is not branded. It's not the same. Sorry, it's very specific to the, you know. That's smell. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, that's the no, sleeping no, one. No, it's not. I, I know how much you needed this, even if you didn't know why. I did. What? When you asked me why I wanted to turn her to stone, I said I didn't know why. But I did. I was just trying to get Many what? I want to start a family. So do I. Wait, why? Why is that to be feared? Because I couldn't imagine bringing a child into a world where Regina's always a threat. Good luck with that. So I was so obsessed with defeating her. How could I bring something good into a world where there was always something bad out there? Okay, well, that's literally what every single parent struggles with every day, Snow. It's not specific to your case. I was wrong. I know. You know how much gas costs right now? you made me see <laughs> We can't wait anymore. We have to start our family now. I don't follow. Regina? Regina will always be a problem. If not her, there will be someone or something else. There will always be something else. We can't let it define us. We have to find the good moments in between all of the bad ones. What better way to make a good moment than with a child? There's some questionable things in there, but it's okay. It's a pretty moment. We'll leave it. We'll, we'll let it go. <laughs> This is one of those, like, using children to child, solve problems child. thing. Yep, that I don't, don't like love, it, but you know what? Okay, whatever. We'll let them have this one. It's fine. We don't Gina's still not answering. <laughs> and we find oh, good. Pan. At least somebody did try Remember, to he's still in my body. No. So if you have to throw a fireball or something, at least avoid the face. I'll do my best. <laughs> I like the avoid the face. <laughs> Are you? Die! Did you find the shadow? Not yet. But we'll be ready for when we do. I think it's Pan we should be concerned about now. Why are we still up here? There's only five minutes left. Locked up, right? <laughs> I know. Like, what is happening? I told you. Fair enough. This is going to take some time. Rumble and Bell were just trying to go on a date. I know. <laughs> Whole night got rocked. Nobody can have one day of peace it's in this town. It's going to be okay. You know, everything's going to be okay. Seriously. No, it's not. Even if Pan's down there, I can't use my gun. He's in Henry's body. And we'll get him out. We'll save him. Will we? Yes. And because of you, you were right about Pan, just like your mother was about Regina all those years ago. We'll stop him, and then you can... Live my moments, even though there's still terrible things out there? Exactly. exactly. You're great parents, but you're wrong. I'm the savior. I don't have the luxury of having moments. It's just not my life. Every time I think I'm going to sit back and enjoy myself, I can't. 
Because it's never going to stop. I used to think the same way. It's different. My magic has a price. The price of being the savior is... I don't get a day off. It's a very responsible mm -hmm. realization. Showing. Was he like... Like picking Did he turn lock? it the wrong way? I was gonna say, like, is it like PC? Like, is it a push like... instead of a pull door? Because <laughs> hands gone. It's hilarious. We're clear down here. Where did he go? There's only one door. I like how the ease that his magic comes. Yeah, I love. It's that. hundreds of years of practice. What yeah. happened? It's Henry. Somehow, Pan switched bodies with him. And I fell for it. We all did. I wanted to believe what he was saying so badly. I missed all the signs. I, I just wanted to believe that he still needed me to be his mother. I still do. Henry? It's gotta be so this weird. Is so awkward. <laughs> you see how confidently he walked up to give her that hug? That's so exactly funny. did Pan come down here to get? What? Please tell me you didn't keep it done here. Where else would I keep it? What is it? What did Pan take? I love their inside, their inside curse. Yeah. No Felix. The curse. Oh my god. The There's another one? tore everyone from the enchanted forest. You can redo it? Here. You broke me out of jail to tell me how everyone got to this town? I broke you out of jail. Because this spell is going to give us everything we've always wanted. Why would Pan even want the I already cast it. And I broke it. Well, that doesn't mean you can't cast it again. And this time, without your parents' true love woven in, even you would be powerless to break it. I don't understand. We're already in this land. What exactly would casting the curse in Storybrooke do now? This plucky music is really cool. Everyone I know. will forget who they are. Time will stand still. And Felix, we will be in yes, charge. I did it. This whole place. Yes. And when we're done with it, going to be the new Neverland. I did it! I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> drink, y'all. Drink drink the rest of it. Great job on your insert name here. Cool. Insert name here. Insert name here. Oh, that oh that's, that's it. I didn't even that's have to it. Stop. We're done. Yay. All right. They saved that for the last line in the episode? That's a power move. That is a power move. I agree. Um... We're just a little low on time on the taping portion of this, so we're gonna we're gonna head right in. What's your first um your first first thoughts? How do you I feel loved about it. the episode? Despite all speaking? of our issues with it, I loved this episode. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think our issues with it are necessarily that you know uh they're not deal breakers, I don't think. No, I don't either. Certainly. Um so let's get into MVPs. MVP. MVP, we said Oh, we didn't write it down. Damn it. Uh, who are guesses for MVP, LVP? MVP of Neverland. Well, MVP of Storybrooke now. Emma. Great. She knew something was off since the beginning. Absolutely. For that. I love when characters like kind of their gut. And she wasn't mean about along. it. She wasn't pushy. She just said something's off. We got to figure out what it is. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Emma, uh, what about the Enchanted Forest flashbacks of David? It was really only David and Mary Martin. Yeah. But 
Yeah, David for sure. He, you know what? It's not just because he knew something was off, but he supported his woman, even though she was being crazy. Yeah, and he and he did it in a way that didn't make her feel antagonized. She didn't yes. feel like a victim. She didn't feel attacked, even though he was opposed. So he was opposing her idea without making her feel like he was attacking her. And I think that's a very loving, empathetic. Yeah, LVP of you thought the LVP was going to be David. We thought we were going to have to do the Eel David sound. Oh, my God. Ew, David. We never found a place for it. <laughs> no, we, we didn't because I we, actually liked him this episode. We were trying to debut this sound from the beginning of the episode, and we never had a place for it. because yeah, I liked it. It would have been really funny if every time he tried to ask for sex, we played that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Ew, David. Damn. That would have been so funny. I don't know why I didn't do it. We were looking for the old Eel David. That's why. Yeah. Not, that's damn. actually so funny that that <laughs> Just imagine that we played that every time he did it. Okay, um, who's LVP the LVP of Storybrooke? Storybrooke. Uh, I don't want to say Regina because I can't give it to Regina. Blue, it would have to. But Blue's I'm dead. That's even yeah. Worse. I'm, just, I'm giving it to Blue. Um, okay, I'm taking her while she's down. She was such a bitch for no time. reason. <laughs> just for that one moment. All right, we'll take it. LVP of flashbacks. Snow. All right, fine. Yeah, Medusa yeah. for a bad hair day. Whatever. <laughs> uh. Honorable mention overall character. Huh? Character? Grumpy? For coming in. I don't want to give it to Regina for giving up magic. Giving up, actually, right. Giving up magic and for, um, for not being pushy when she could have been pushy and also not blaming everyone and her, you know, for the falling for the the trap, you know. Yeah, but I also want to give an honorable mention to Hook for how he handled the Neil and Emma thing. Yeah, and then they put some crappy piece of writing in after that that I'm not. I'm going to pretend that's fine. I'm pretending that didn't happen. Yeah, but I love that scene. So that's just a guy. That's just a guy being you know down on his luck. That's fine. Yeah, Um, but it's disrespectful to the woman that you're doing it to. It is, but I mean that's happened way too many times that I. That's true. It doesn't hurt anymore. Um, and then doesn't make it less wrong. No, it does not. (laughs) Outstanding Outstanding performance performance. actor. I kind of want to give it to Josh Dallas. I can't do it. I can't do it. Josh Dallas, Robert Carlyle, friggin' Jennifer Morrison killed this episode. I know. Uh, I feel like even oh, but then Jared out of the way. Playing Pam, playing Jared, playing Robbie, Henry, Robbie every playing, oh, Damn, okay, yeah. The entire cast of Once Upon a Time is getting which, an award today. Which, true, I mean, uh, really, honestly, I felt like every single part, like, uh, everyone Rose hit a home MacGyver, this week. Every single person who had a scene in this show uh, who had speaking crushed lines. Crushed it. Crushed. Which leads us to our final... Uh, evaluation segment. The third annual Mr. Gold's Gold Star Field of Excellence. How many Mr. Gold's Gold Stars do you give this episode? It's five plus. Obviously, it's, it's five a five plus. plus. It cannot episode. be five yeah, plus. It it's, it's so good. Yep. Everything about this feels cinematic. It and feels we got important. left on a sick cliffhanger. Very good. Yeah. I was like, there's no, there's no time left in the episode. It's Which, done. We're done. It's a real cliffhanger because you're going on vacation. Yes, yes, we are. I am going on vacation like tomorrow. So basically, uh, I'm going to edit this episode. I'm going to put it on. I'm going to uh, cue it, and then I'm going to disconnect. So I will. So we will actually have another week off um, after this one because I'll be floating around in the sea on a boat, on a hotel boat, on a hotel boat. Um, so let's, uh, I guess, watch the promo for next for next next week for the week that we'll, <laughs> we'll skip. But uh, it will be episode uh, season three. Episode 11 is called Going Home. 
That's kind of sounds a little bit mysterious. I thought we were home. All right. All right. Here we go. Going cheeky. All new ABC next Sunday on the Once Upon a Time Hunter finale. Peter Pan's final act of vengeance. Can't I be free of you? Could destroy one of their own and unleash a curse. The face of Storybrooke. Everyone will go back to where they're from. In ways no one could imagine. It's coming from all sides. There's no escape. Once Upon a Time, the winter finale, next Sunday at 8, 7 central oh, on ABC. Holy hashtag pan never fails. Dude. I have that, anxiety right now. Uh, that is a lot. So this, uh, now it makes sense why episode 12 is episode 12. You know what I'm saying? This this stuff yes, right here. Yeah, yeah. We're really this is wrapping the winter shit up finale. right now. That's why they've been escalating to this point up until now. It's because this is the winter finale. And I we're starting an entire new storyline after Basically, 11. yeah. They're like really reaching. So that's wow. They are like, mm, just hard to so um that's the show. That's it, we're <laughs> that's done. Where there we are. Uh I hope you all enjoyed that little bit of uh, festivities. See, the celebration in the beginning of the episode is very important. Harper will have celebrated her birthday. I will have been on vacation. It'll, it'll be wonderful. This is, a, this is a week of celebration that is worth right? a new intro. I like I like the, you know, the synergy. Everything is everything is working out. Uh, so I'll give you some, some music to play off of. There you go. So that's it. We're done for the day. We're heading out. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy the show, if you feel so inclined, please leave us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. We would love to read your kind words on the air. If you want to join in on the conversation, if you have a theory or a comment or a question or a concern, please call in to 207-536-8512. You can also text that phone number one more time, 207-536-8512. If you want to type up a nice little email to give us your thoughts, thespcpod at gmail.com. We have an Instagram, thespcpod. We have personal Instagrams at Mackie Mouse Media. He will be floating in the middle of the ocean. Be sure to check that out. <laughs> at Isla Shikorsky for my shenanigans. We have a Patreon if you feel so inclined to contribute financially. Patreon.com slash the SBC pod. And finally, our baby, our Discord. Please Woo! come join. I, when I tell you that the party keeps on filling up, I mean it. We had four new people join this week and I am completely overwhelmed and I want to see 400 more people join that is really all I have to say. See you next next week. I totally get how hyped they are at the end of an SNL episode. Do you feel the energy right now? Yes, this every single time incredible. I do this. It is the best thing ever. I want to be hired at SNL just to do this part. Just so that we can exit. Or can we just jump on stage when they're exiting? At this, yeah. Just at this point. <laughs> oh my god we hope you guys enjoyed the show as always all magic comes with a price all shows come with a podcast see you in storybrook what did we used to say oh, I don't remember. in the enchanted, enchanted, enchanted forest. forest see you in the enchanted forest everybody stay gold stay rumpled <laughs> bye bye <laughs> blacked out oh god